everybody, welcome to Red Sky City Cyberpunk Conspiracy. I'm Tormented by Gnomes, I'll be your game master today. Joining me is my illustrious cast. We've got, okay, I'm not missing anyone this time, and in order, we've got Bren, Golden Boy, Seltzer, Sideshow. Welcome everyone, glad to have you back. Thanks. Glad to be back. I'm Hello. Glad that, uh, I am personally glad that nobody died in our previous episode. Uh, mm -hmm. That brings me a lot of joy. Don't mm. speak so fast, okay? How about it that? It is yeah. the week of Thanksgiving, and we do have a lot to be thankful for, and that our party is alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'd like to approach this episode with just um, thanks in our heart and a lack of blame or guilt on anybody for actions that have been perceived or occurred in the past, and just with mm. a mind towards the future. This mm. won't have anything to do with the fact that you're, you're like losing a poll right now, right? No, no, no. I don't even know what poll you mean. Yeah, um, sure. what what poll is he talking about, Ian? If you could help us out with that one, I I'm not Ooh. exactly sure what uh, the graphic. What he's? Oh yeah, Ay that Dios. one right there. There it is. I just that's just not good. I, I don't think. It was... Okay, the, the the chat is saying it's my fault. Yeah, it it was. Bren paid people to vote in this Twitter poll. That's the only I mean, I reason I that didn't. I that I won it. Thanks for the five dollars, bud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I, I just I, 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 okay. <laughs> I, I like to try I like to think that I can empathize with most people that I can put myself in their positioning but I cannot mm. I just can't fathom why you would assume that this why is my you, why did you jump off a rooftop to tackle the person that has a katana yeah. I didn't know she had a katana yeah you did you saw it on her back and she had a flamethrower which you knew that she had she had two okay, close but, range weapons the, the intention was to not let her escape Mm. Right? Which you can do by using a gun and shooting her. No, it's not like yeah. it. That that's actually got a the chance to fail because like if I, I'm taking an aim shot at a tire, right, to to disable a vehicle, you had a chance to die. Mm. Uh, well, I actually just assumed that you guys would get there, and while I was grappling her, we would kill her. But instead, it just it just went to shit. I mean, that did happen. Well, yeah. I mean, I got there. I killed her. Uh, did you? Yeah. Were you sure the I final did. blow? Yeah, it was the final blow. I, I killed two people this, this previous game. What I would like to know is why is it that a person can get shot multiple times and still, like, manage to walk away? That's really, and that's a question for our game master. Well, bro, you I know? took a grenade and I'm still living. Just don't, don't think about it. Don't even <laughs> ask the question. Armor mm. in the future is quite good. It's quite good. <laughs> in a lot of game systems, hit points are an abstract system where it doesn't actually represent uh, like meat points getting physically hit. It's why in Dungeons & Dragons, somebody can hit you with an axe ten times, and it's only on the tenth hit that you're in trouble. Not everyone's Boromir in Lord of the Rings tanking tons and tons of arrows. In most systems, hit points is an abstraction. The example I always like to give is the fight at the end of Phantom Menace Star Wars Episode One, where they're you know blocking and dodging and jumping and stuff, and in game terms, a lot of those attacks were actually hits. But in narrative terms, you barely block it. You dodge out of the way, but your luck is running down, right? In, mm -hmm. in any fight scene, you know eventually someone's going to take a hit. 
and it's only once you start actually running out of hit points that you actually get hit. In Cyberpunk, it's a little bit more meaty, but I usually assume that either science saved you, you know, your incredible armor, or it was a glancing blow, or something like that. And that's why you can shoot the crap out of people. That was an awesome answer to Alex's question. Can you do lightsaber sounds again? <laughs> yeah. There you, you go. You are very good, Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that less. <laughs> Although you did, or you did reference Phantom Menace, though, which is problematic. Look, the the fight scenes in that were good. If nothing else, I it's think true. we can all agree yeah. that the fight choreography was interesting in that one. Yeah, I agree. Fair. I'll give it to you. Uh, all I'm you're already you, bringing our team back together, Joseph. Thank you. I, I don't care. I have no skin in the game. So sure, the Phantom Menace <laughs> fight scenes were fantastic. <laughs> hey! <sighs> uh, all right. So when last we left our heroes, you were at the Mendrone compound. And you had just finished a brutal, bloody battle against Babylon and the Red Chrome Legion. You massacred a bunch of them, stole several of their motorbikes, and Babylon almost blew you all up. She was so determined not to be taken captive. When they rolled up, they wanted all of Oro's belongings. They wanted a chance to go through his room, take everything that belonged to him. That's what they were threatening you with. And regardless of the question of whose fault is what, you did successfully bring them down, and you do have the, it, it's up to you now what you decide to do. Your vehicle is damaged, you're all pretty injured, and there is a car heist that you're on the hook for in three days. Three days? Oh, God. Mm -hmm. What a bad deal that was. You, we, you, didn't okay. think, we, you didn't think we were going to do a season two, did you? I mean, I... <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, we. I didn't just think it had a time up. commitment. It definitely had a time commitment, yeah. Mm. I remember thinking at the time, wow, that really isn't much turnaround from us solving this conspiracy to going down a car heist. But I thought, hey, we'll figure it out when we get to it. That's a future Jim Fingers problem. Yeah. Now, Jarex is grievously injured, but you do have access to your cryo tanks, which are in the bunker, which you're planning mm. on using as your sort of base. So if you can get back down to the bunker, you have a couple of days. There's also emergency medical supplies, including antibiotics, that will accelerate your rate of healing. So if you can take three days of cryo sleep, you'll be in much, much better shape than you currently are. I mean, yeah, it's hard to not be in much better shape, I think, on one health. <laughs> but, but I will say as well, since the beginning of Red Sky City as a series, I have never been at full HP. Yeah. Really? Yes. That I have perpetually been injured. This that seems to time. indicate, though, that you are frontlining too much as a, the doctor. You are a doctor. No, I just I take intelligent actions and I kick ass. No, you've been trying to strangle people to death who have guns yeah, and yeah. katanas the Sometimes entire time. You gotta get your hands dirty, Josh. Sometimes you gotta get your hands dirty. I need a couple of days in the cryo tube. You guys have got the heist. I'm just gonna be AFK this episode. That's okay. We're good. <laughs> Wait, you oh. you you want us to do the heist without you? I want to be full health. Well, yeah, but we are, we can do the heist in three days' time. I'll give. How portable so, is the cryo tube? Not. Oh. It would have been fun to bring you. <laughs> All right, you can send him up on the, the hill. hill. He, can he can supervise. Can supervise. That, that actually would be amazing. amazing. We, we could just, just set, set right, right up, up in a cryo tube, tube and then and just, just have him chase us around. around. He, he can be like our own little version of the child. 
You know? <laughs> put like a wagon on the back of the car. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I was thinking like a put like a trolley. You know, just like one of those things you use to move a refrigerator. Mm. We can replace his image in this one with just him in carbonite. Yeah. On the interface. Uh, well, I think the first protocol while we're here is to check out Oro's stuff, right? To actually investigate the stuff that they were interested in, because it might be interesting for us as well. Uh. I mean, obviously, we should help Jerax, we should get him to safety, yada yada, but one of us can drive him back to the bunker while the other two loot the place. Well, I mean, I think... I, and I use loot in the most reasonable terms yeah. possible. I, I mean, don't I mean loot like... like pillage, but you know, I, I would like to dig around. not to, to uh, pillage my family. Yeah, that would no. be great. I, I if, had if no intention do of doing so, but I mean, like a bit of light looting, like we just kind of here and there, and we pop into, we pop open a chest, and we're like, oh, look at that, and we'll just take some of that for later. Your parents don't seem to really need it. He's dead. I mean. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm good, fine. Monarch. No, no, I'm, I, look, you're, hey, you guys do what you need to do. It's perfectly fine. I got to find whatever the hell they were looking for uh, for my brother, that, that little shit. So we just have to figure that out. And then, you, you know, we just, we just go, we just go from there. Okay. All right. I, I'll drive Jerax back to the bunker then if you and Natalie want to go and investigate what's happening. With sure, I, I'd stuff. rather stick around with the, the better driver of the group anyway. So, <laughs> I assume that Jerex can still hold on to being on the back of a motorcycle because that's how I got oh. here and that's how you're coming I, back. I'm unconscious. Oh, you're yeah. unconscious? Yeah, yeah. He, he's very unconscious. I will hand you my car keys after, like, I, it's a lot of like reluctant like thought looking at my car, but then realizing, like, it can't get much worse. And. <laughs> You may drive right. him. <laughs> well, I'll give you my motorcycle keys, though, but I'm going to impress on you the importance that you bring my motorcycle back and not one of the ones that we How are you going to get the these others. three? I mean, I'm, in I'm unconscious. Mm -hmm. Ignore me. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to... I wasn't anticipating on taking all three, but I'm... Well, no, I mean, let's hitch... Can we hitch one of the one of the bikes onto uh, onto the car? To a smart hitch? car? Yeah. A hitch on, like, a two-person commuter vehicle that's shaped like a Can bubble? Can we place it on top and use some, like, flex tape to hold it? <laughs> you do that, too. I'm My car a... is busted. Aren't, aren't there yeah. nomads nearby? There are. Yeah, count like we, Andrew they must goes. know mechanics, right? Like, tell me, I mean, I'm- You're unconscious! Wait. We need to get you back to the bunker ASAP! Jim, 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 I would not be fucking around going- to... Why are you contacting people to bring this back? Yeah, why? why oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could bring up some people that uh, can just drive the bikes back to our place. I mean, hell, we could get random people to do that. So. Aren't they almost dead? Isn't who almost dead? The bikes. Well, me, uh, but so also the bikes. Looking, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, also. So I was taking a look at it, and there are four bikes on the field. One of them is Jim's. So I'm just going to put this one over here. And then one of them is down to literally one point of structural left. One of them is actually fully functional. You just got rid of the drivers. And then there's the one that Babylon was on, which is taken a little bit of damage. So you've looted. You're coming out ahead of this three bikes ahead. One of them is just absolutely almost What about parts. the two bikes in the north and the guys that I killed one? Uh, I think this is all of them moved together because two, there were five bikes and two of them escaped. All right. So well, I'm going to take a bike. Because uh, I'm awesome. Do you know how to drive? I mean, we don't need more than one vehicle per person. Well, it's anyway, not like I'm so. I'm doing I'm doing like dangerous things, right? Like I'm just <laughs> I'm just taking a motorcycle from point A to point B. 
right, Joe? Like, there, you don't need to have a a, a driver's the license. Well, I don't have one anyway, skills? but but you don't need to have the driver's skill, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? Babylon's bike better. Yeah, Babylon's bike is a little better. It's a little faster. I'm just gonna take the one that's healthy so that I don't blow up. Okay, but you know what, uh, Crazy Natalie, if you want, <clears throat> that's what I'm calling you now. Okay, Crazy Natalie, just don't think I didn't see you swing behind me like a crazy person and then attempt to and, and attempt to like Fast and Furious this thing. That was a movie back in the day, uh, starring a man named uh, 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 Din Viesel, I believe was his name. Oh, you're thinking and- of the Furious and the Fast, actually. I love that ah. your boomer stories in the year 2045 are just like old man telling me about Fast and Furious. <laughs> I I really, you know, I really like the old, the 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 really the the stories, the cinema of old. Charlie Chaplin was, uh, was a genius. Classic no, movies. no, no, no. I'm more referencing like the acting ability of of Vin Diesel and the. Do uh, I have to sit here and listen to this unconscious? Can you just take me to the tube, please? <laughs> Somehow hey, it's shut up. It's getting through you're, his like you're unconscious. Okay, so <laughs> shut the hell up. He's having anyway. horrible coma dreams. Take me to the tube, please. Just shoot him right now. I did I, promise, you know, Jim. I have the power to end this right here. I have the power to end. To it. end what? You. Yeah, I'm one health, mate. Somebody could sneeze on me and I die. For shoving me inside of that cryo tube. <clears throat> you shot me in the. Oh, now you get to return oh. the favor. Nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm not gonna do that. Shot me in the Wouldn't face. Be, just you know shot me though, in that the I, face. Yeah, just know that I have the control. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's start making our way inside of the house. All right. That's what I'm gonna do. Going through. Um, did Oro keep a lot of his stuff here? Like, I don't imagine he probably would have kept much stuff here. You guys didn't grow up here. He had his own apartment. Um. And I know what it is that they were looking for. But aside from that, what else, Alex, would be here that would belong to Oro? Does he still have a room? What do you think? Uh, no, this was more of a house for uh, Sergio, who isn't here, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and our parents. Um, and, but, you know, obviously, like all kids, we leave a few effects uh, back in, in our family, you know, like, like storage area. Mm-hmm. I, I I still do that to this day, so you know that's just uh that and basically that's it like you know they they keep like they have like a room where all of our stuff is like things that they keep as we were kids and you know like whatever uh pictures that they may have or mm-hmm. you know things of 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 that capacity okay, and so as you're going through this stuff. Give me some examples of what crap might be lying around. And Natalie, feel free to, you're here as well, picking through things. So if you find anything interesting, feel mm-hmm. free to mess with it. I'm sure I will. Yeah, well, all right. Well, you know, you got a, got a book here. Is that, is that book that my mom was trying to show you? Where well, I was naked. Yeah, but you're six. No one yeah, wore clothes was, when they were six. Uh, speak for yourself, okay? <laughs> I was... I flipped I was, to the page. It's just pages of you, like a naked baby, like doing a rain dance, eating ravioli out of a bowl. Like I, I had no control. Okay, sometimes, sometimes they would, they would want me to be naked so that this way it'd be cuter. Okay, I don't is, need. It's, I don't it's need. objectively cute, Monarch. You, you are very cute. How baby. is it objectively cute, Natalie? 
It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, but you like the cheeks. With the cheek, your baby cheeks and the baby thigh. Just get are you pointing at, at my butt cheeks or are you pointing at my cheek cheeks? Are you... Since you are a sweet little baby, Monarch, and, and your parents, they love you very much, and I think it's beautiful that they kept all these pictures. Because all I knew is that as a baby, I had a juicy booty. But they were talking that. weird about babies now, so why don't we go dig through your little brother's stuff? Perfect. <laughs> All right. Um, Mission accomplished. Give me either perception or conceal slash reveal object rolls, depending on whichever is stronger in your case. Uh, conceal slash. I don't think I have that. Yeah, then just do perception. That'll do. All right. Perception. Roll on. 26. Nice. Mm, All right. You, you know how there's these archaeological layers in old stuff, and the deeper you get, the older the stuff <laughs> is? The thing that draws your expert trained killer, not a, well, actually, according to your parents, a spree killer. We had that conversation last time. The thing that immediately attracts the monarch's eye is an unopened package addressed to Oro. But it was one of those things where they get the wrong address and they send so they sent it here and it never reached his apartment, which is probably where it was intended to go. It's a very small hmm. package. Uh, and upon like it's it's full of packing peanuts and stuff. You open it up and it's just some junk mail, some crap. But hidden inside of that is a little taped up rolled uh, it's a, a roll of brown paper, something in it wrapped up with many, many layers of tape. Hmm. All right, I'm going to open it. Okay. Takes a little bit of unwrapping. And inside there's another one, and you unwrap that one, and you're waiting for this to go full Matryoshka dolls. But inside you find a data chip wrapped in, in a piece of a catalog, a Continental Brands Kibble catalog, with a note hmm. written on it in Sharpie. What does the note say? You're more right than you know. They don't have a common enemy, but they have common obstacles. This will help. It's not signed hmm. by anybody. Does the handwriting look fancy? Does it look, uh, you know, or does it does it look like, you know, like someone who works in a corporate world? Or, or how, how's the handwriting? Rushed. It was written essentially Rushed. in in a felt tip marker on glossy paper so it's smeared a little bit the letters are a little bit blocky it's it's not ideal for hmm. for leaving a signature there's no says, return address can i see that and uh i would i be able to determine what issue this is from like a, a time frame of when this <laughs> uh, letter would have arrived uh yeah what what skills do you have that could apply to that i can think of several bureaucracy yes bureaucracy well apply business would apply I'm an avid reader of all of our corporate literature, and so I would say that uh, while the library search is something I can do, this might fall under uh, the counting that I typically have to do for when shipments go out and what's popular and mm. what we're pushing mm -hmm. uh, and what the, the marketing is all about. Great idea. Yeah, no, that'll work. You worked in the mailroom. You were responsible for, for shipping out propaganda. <laughs> this probably was sent a couple of weeks after Oro dropped that video that was tearing apart Continental brands for their ma and pa ruining ways. What, what did the message say again? Sorry. No worries. I will type it out for you as well. 
You're more oh, right perfect. than you know. They don't have a common enemy, but they have common obstacles. This will help. Hmm. Hmm. We should ask Beetle. Well, about that. <laughs> uh. Oh, you mean that, that action that uh, the monarch took that was kind of out of character and almost like uh, the actions of somebody who was going over to cyberpsychosis? I don't recall you don't, any you don't of recall that happening. Shooting someone in the no. face unprovoked? No, but also, aren't you unconscious and on a, on a bike somewhere? I'm projecting just, like a force ghost. Just, just... To the party. Off. Isn't that where you're supposed to be right now? Just in the it's back. his cyber you know? self. Yeah. His meat self is sleeping. His cyber okay. self is trolling. Let me go ahead and explain. <laughs> Let me go ahead and explain real fast for the, everyone to know why I shot Beetle. <laughs> yeah, quickly come up with some reasoning. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to come up with reasoning. I'm going to tell you the, the actual reason. There's no reasoning. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. There's okay. no reasoning. I shot Beetle in the face because I had detected that he was clearly a part of something that was leading us into a dark path. I knew that the moment that he was down there, like this whole Johnny Silverhand nonsense was ridiculous in of itself. But just the fact that while we're doing this, so many people, now I, I also do not know much about Johnny Silverhand. It's not a thing that I follow because I'm not a rocker boy. Oro knew all about that. I didn't know about that. I didn't yeah. give a shit about that stuff. So from where I'm standing, this guy has led us into a death trap. So my solution was to just shoot the fucker in the face <laughs> because clearly he was going to be a problem. I had no idea if he had any devices on him. I had no idea. And I didn't even want to look because we had no time to figure it out. We were about to be bombarded and attacked by an army of people. And you just really wanted to shoot someone in the face. And yes, I also had to live up to the branding. <laughs> I wanted to shoot him in the face. It's not that hard. I mean, okay? it's a called shot. It's kind of hard. Well, <laughs> and it was, and, and I nailed it. Some might I say that's it. not a good enough ethical reason to shoot somebody just because you need to live up to your branding. Yeah, okay, but that, that's a golden boy thing. But the monarch <laughs> thing with everything that I just said, I didn't trust this man as far as I could throw him. We call okay. that eliminating a variable. Exactly. Yeah. I eliminated a variable because I did not feel like it made sense for this person who brought us down here to find some mythical creature. Because that's as far as I'm concerned. That's what Johnny Silverhand is to me. Okay. Anyway, that's where we are. It wasn't off brand. What wasn't? What was off brand was the fact that I tried to save everyone at the end, and then Bren just decided, no, Jerax is going to be a douchebag and just, try and push uh, me down the drain. We're really taking up this again? You know, I, I, I was going to say, I feel like we, last, haven't, we have enough stuff to argue about from last episode <laughs> without going four episodes We ago. haven't, we, ha I mean, we actually explain, have not gone this path. I'll explain Jerax's justification for why he acted the way he did, and it's because he has an ulterior motive, which is saving his brother. He can't sit in a cryotube for a year. Like, he's got a time constraint. Well, that would be good to know at the time. <laughs> Why would he share it with you? You, you, you uh... we'll leave it for another you, okay. episode. Huh? You would think you would well, think that the person you would think that the person that uh, was we'll trying to save everyone episode, in that office huh? building while you were putting pants on your head, you know what? Fuck you. Okay, that's where we are right now. I'm just gonna. I'm, just, I'm, I'm unconscious. Just 
We need like an Andy Cohen like weekend episode where we just like resolve our family. <laughs> we need to go to team therapy. We need to find yeah. a therapist to go Actually, to team therapy. I need my character does need therapy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I can tell. We should get a guest star for that. We should bring someone in who has not been playing in the campaign and has no context for any of this, but is ready to roleplay a therapist. That's a really that would, good idea. That would actually be peak content. I will. We'll talk. We'll talk about that later. Just find an actual group therapist. Like hire them. Like. Okay, I don't wow. know if we can afford that. I'll, I'll check okay. the network. Uh, that does. Uh, um, Jarek's forced uh, projection actually does raise a question, though. <laughs> As he rests in the tube and heals bodily in meat space, would we be able to take like um, the net runner, like Tamagotchi style, with us, where he uh, could still be? If you soul killed him, maybe. <laughs> oh, don't soul ah, kill me for Interesting. Please don't like soul option. kill me. No, I just like figure while he's laying there motionless, would be a great time to be like brain in the internet. No. I mean, I you you are literally that. your secret base of operations is where Arasaka did experiments with Soul Killer and with trying to put Soul Killed intellects back into different chassis, whether hmm. meat or metal. It seems um, to make them very cold. I wasn't going to advocate fully for that. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they actually figured it out. That's so that's you're sort saying of that there's a but there is a chance. chance though, I just wanted to keep him on like right? a phone call or something. Like, mm -hmm. Please just put me in a tube and leave me there. Please. Yeah, I'm. I'm 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 driving him back though to to put him in the tube. I have no intention of soul killing him. I, well, you don't honestly, know how to put me in a tube, do you? I I'm willing to roll basic tech until I break your machine or figure it out. No, I'm, no, I'm willing to. I mean, I, who else is going to do it? This is the problem with the doctor frontlining. You is wait, what, you wait what for me to, to do? You wait, wait for me to regain consciousness. No, I wouldn't do that. I, my character wouldn't do that because you, I don't know how close to death you are. I'm not a medical expert. I don't know whether you're going to revive. Like you might be in a coma. What you do is you throw him in, and if it doesn't work, you turn it on and then off again. And then if it doesn't work, you turn yeah, it you on freeze and then me off to again. Death. Yeah. I mean, you I'd love to see what Joe's going to come up with here, like a, but I'm going to see what we do. That can like, talk you yeah. through it. Uh, okay, so what, what, did the, what did the issue say, uh, by the way? What, what, was the, what was the issue um, that, Natalie, you were trying to decipher? Oh, it was just a catalog for an exciting new uh, kibble product. Probably I've, on one side, it's the Cool Ranch maple flavor, which never really took off. That's the flavor, mm, by the same. way, that this entire neighborhood is being forced to eat because they refuse to embrace the Continental Brands monopoly. Mm. Not if you put a little products. orange juice on it, it is tolerable. Cool Ranch orange <laughs> juice maple syrup. Orange that juice. What is wrong with? Yeah, you put the orange juice in the bowl first, and then you add the kibble. What? You have Who the most disgusting you? ideas, right? You didn't. You guys didn't watch the commercial. You put the orange juice in the bowl, and then the maple fruit ranch. Yeah, the jingle never no. really took off either. <laughs> jingle never really. No. They play it all the time TV. in the break room. Yeah, I just watch it. old movies. I just watch old movies. On the other side um, of it is an, yeah. a full-page ad for the Cooking with Kibble show on Network 54. Mm. Huh. Interesting. Uh, what was the uh, issue month? It that was it. shortly after your brother published that video attacking my company for some reason. So I guess it's your in response company. to that. Former company. Well, <laughs> Once a continental brand, always a continental brand, Joseph. I mean, they still live in my heart. What is wrong with you? So unsettling. It really is. And, and you know what? This is, this is how it's going to be in like 10 years, 10, 15 years. 
this is how it's gonna be yeah uh so you're gonna get a head start on the hail corporate dystopia good honestly <sighs> very solid so they have more enemies than we know right the chat does raise a good point. You use you called upon your neo-fascist domestic terrorism contacts for for nuclear help, but you refuse to use your connections oh, to no, figure no, no. out how the tube works so that I don't die. Uh, we haven't got to the tube yet. The tube. Okay, sorry. We haven't right. got to the tube yet. Sorry, I'll, I'll run you through what ghost. I do with the tube. All right, sure. Your sure. force ghost is not even interacting with my brain waves right now. I'm lumping around what I consider to be just a sack of meat, and I'm trying to revive okay. it to life. Sure, sure. Now that does sound like cyberpsychosis. <laughs> uh, question. Mm -hmm. uh, so they have common obstacles. Who, who are the companies that are competing against Continental? Well, let us take <laughs> us. Can really compete. Where is here? Okay, let's pull up the conspiracy. I'm going to need you quick. to stop. I'm, I'm going to need you to stop. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, for, wow. For the when record, was the last time I had this? For the record, Jerex, <laughs> unconsciousness only lasts for one minute. So you would regain consciousness in oh extreme pain on the way home. Hmm. That's not bad. When though. the hell did we make this? This is at the end of phase one, right before yeah. the final everything. You remember? No, I. I mean, honestly, everything was a blur. The thread was uh, more red in between everything, but otherwise it was about the same. Okay. Continental brand. Oh, this is just confusing. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to you guys. Yeah, Most so of this, though, is irrelevant at this point because we were working under the assumption that we were looking for the Arasaka database, and in fact, mm -hmm. the conspiracy appears to be utterly different because we found a bomb instead. Well, and we've we've also killed the majority of these people, so... Well... We're just Not assuming royal. that they didn't know it was a bomb. I think they probably did. Mm. So WorldSat mm. and Continental Brands are going up against each other. Am I right in understanding this? I believe that's Hold on a second. Guys. Natalie, what's your company? Oh, uh, my company now? I work for the TV station, Network 54. Network 54, and they're the ones that air this show about cooking with kibble. Oh, yeah, it's my favorite. It comes on right after Pasión de Rada. Rada, Rada. And I look at you and I keep saying the word like white girl wrong. <laughs> uh, contrary to popular belief, Natalie, not all Hispanics speak Spanish. You've literally been speaking little bits of Spanish in your character. Well, no, I mean, I, I, just been I, layering I know, it in for effect. I, okay, well, I don't know where these voices are coming from, but uh, <laughs> I, I will just say that I, I speak nor like little things, but I don't speak full Spanish. So, like, she just tossed out a word, I, or either that, or I just didn't understand a word. <laughs> you probably don't recognize the title, but you've definitely seen the show. It's about a spunky corporate worker who's climbing the ranks and doing everything she can to succeed. It's my favorite show. Sounds like it's based on you, Natalie. <gasps> that's, that's really flattering. Thank you. <laughs> Not in a good way, but I wonder if, okay, that aside, and you have problems, girl. Just letting you know. Keeping it, keeping it real. Thank that's you, what they used to say the monarch. The I will take keeping your critique real. with the salts it 
desserts. Yeah, and it better be at least three grains. Mm. Uh, There's a few grains. Can we? I'm telling you right now. You're you you're just because you think you could go around killing everyone doesn't think don't make I'll shoot you in the face, Natalie. And you're a really nice girl. I don't want to do that. You see me do it. All right. I know when you accuse me of going around killing everyone, it's out of jealousy. And for that, I say I forgive you. And I'm going to make a welcoming space for your bruised ego. Mm. And oh. Just... <laughs> I have rolled a 22, by the way, so I'm also kind of like going through Uro's stuff, and it seems like I'm pretty good at it. That so, is the only recent thing of that Red Chrome Legion may have been looking at, but with that excellent result, I will let Alex regale you with anything else that you find before we move on to You will let him begin. do that, won't you? I, you know, correct. What else is in this room, Alex? I mean, you know, top of my head, uh... Some notes I sent a girl back in the day. Uh, you know, kind Oro's of embarrassing. keeping Monarch's notes for some inspiration. No, no, no. It was It's a family. You know, we all store stuff here, you know. Keep all your love uh, notes in one pile. That's good. That's yeah. efficient. Also, there's this really, really curious box of condoms that was on the floor. I <laughs> uh, didn't quite understand why that was here, but man. We're really on to something with the condoms, weren't we, Natalie? Which was crazy, because one thing I noticed when you mentioned that is I go down to look under the bed, and it is just wall-to-wall. They're condoms, but they're all the kibble flavors! (laughs) (laughs) I just come back up, and I'm like, yeah. (laughs) This is all very concerning. Um, All right, I'm I'm, I'm curious now. You said that that was Network 54. Is who you work and where? Where is that at, Natalie? A little bit north, east of here. Huh. Interesting. All right, I want to get this uh, data chip scanned, but I think we're going to be taking a trip to your uh, place of business. Oh no, 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 no! You can't Very go soon. there. You absolutely cannot come to where I work. Well, I can get a job as a security guard. You <laughs> getting a job, Monarch? Please don't come to where I work. <laughs> no, okay. I, I'm, it is, I'm not like going to show up at school and like embarrass you in front of your friends, okay? I'm just saying we got some stuff to do because clearly, and he holds the chip up and he waves it, this means something. Wouldn't you want to figure it out? Yeah, but I don't see we have to take it to my work. We have perfectly good working computers. No, no, I'm that... not saying we're taking the chip to your work. I'm just saying we're going to take a trip to your work because something's there, okay? That, I'm convinced. And if not, I'm going to roll up in that place and I'm going to kill everyone. All right? I'm going to shoot them all and just literally massacre every single person because all these corporate jackasses bother the crap out of me. I just keep anyway. looking at Jim at this point as Warner gets louder Jim and louder. Is out. Jim is, Jim is really out. I look around. I realize I've been left alone in Monarch's house. Like, where are your parents right now? Anyway, let's go. Let's 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 just get hop on our on our bikes and head back over to the uh All right. Why don't we take this? the bikes we have the motorcycles yeah we're gonna take the motorcycles for sure okay yep. so what what are you doing with all these extra motorcycles you have jim's bike which he left behind you've got babylon's bike which is the best of the lot but it has taken some damage you've got a completely fresh bike and you've got a nearly destroyed bike that is many more bikes than there are people do you think we can store these bikes at your parents place monarch until we can come back and are they coming back are they just like staying with somebody temporarily or are they gone dude uh they i mean well 
I think like the community will mm -hmm. probably come in and start protecting. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's going to be like too much of a of a problem. Um, and considering that we wiped like all these red red chrome legion people, I don't I don't think anyone's going to be coming back anytime soon. Not not in nomad territory. So I think we'll be fine. And yeah, we could just store. We have a little shed in the back. We could just put a few of the few of the bikes in until Jim coordinates to bring them over to us so that we can use them. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just take. Uh, I guess I'll take the uh, uh, Babylon's bike mm -hmm. for now, and then uh, Natalie, you're gonna take Jim's gonna bike. Take Jim's bike back. Yep. Yeah, and then okay. we'll we'll just store the rest of them back there. Cool. You stuff the other two in there. And you head back across the city, head across the bridge, into the uh, kind of the border between old Japantown and the old med center, which is where the apartment is. You've, you've managed to find an access point that gets you down there. It takes a few hours for everyone to return. Meanwhile, in the bunker, Jarax is barely conscious and in terrible pain. And Jim has been driving him in this little smart car until you finally arrive there. What are you going to do upon arrival? Well, as as I'm, you know, driving him over there, I'm I'm swerving in and out of the streets, not really driving particularly responsibly. It's not my finest hour. I'm trying to, you know, rush my my friend back to the the area where he's going to be healed because I'm worried about his his safety, worried about whether he's going to die. Got a little bit of guilt about shooting the first shot as well, even though I don't believe it was really my fault. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. But there's a little bit of internalized guilt there. Uh, but, I, you know, I rationalize it to myself. No, Jarek's uh -huh. just a dumbass. Don't worry about it. You don't, Nothing for you to feel guilty about. You're helping him out. You're helping him out. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of saying what I believe to be soothing things to Jarex in the back as well. I'm, I'm like, don't worry, mate. I know exactly what to do. As soon as we get back there, we're going to throw you in that tube, turn it on, and just kind of wash you around. You'll be fine. You'll be do fine. It. You don't need to touch it. You don't need shush, to touch shush, it. shush, 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 shush. Don't you talk. Do don't you. I can do I'm it, gonna, please. I, I, I take my hands off the steering wheel to pet his head and nearly crash. Oh, fuck it out. You're going to kill me. I'm not going to kill you. No one's going to kill you, Jerax. No gonna one's going to kill you. Shush, 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 shush. Listen, shall I sing to you? I've got. I'll. But what's that? Please just take me to the tube. Ah, uh, right. Okay. All right. We'll take you to the tube. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and, I, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna roughly pick him up over my shoulder and carry him in. You know, there's, there's no better way. He's a big man. He's full of cyber gear and stuff. So I'm gonna haul him over my shoulder in like a fireman's carry and take him down to the bunker. <laughs> All right. Upon Hold arrival, slowly. You don't like the way that you hold someone on a. When you got them over your shoulder, like in a fireman's carry, you can't really pat their head. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna gently rub the bottom of his back and sing soothing things. Shush, shush, Jerax, don't worry about it. I'm we'll going get to go to my robot place. I'm going to go to my robot place. You you push your way through on the way down. You just see lying on the ground with no arms. <laughs> Let me out. Let me out. so innocent it's a sweet little partially dismantled hellhole of uh, a human consciousness screaming within a metal cage uh could you sing to, to jerax could you sing to jerax you're muted 
Oops, apologies. Uh, yeah, I, that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. I'm. Uh, I, I'm. I'm kind of crooning a little bit. I'm not sure you would really call it singing, but I'm. No, I think I think everyone I think everyone right now who's watching uh, would really like it if you were, you know, to just sing. Because think about it like this: I had to act like a 65 year old, you know, abuela. So I think, for the benefit of everyone, uh, sideshow, you should you should sing. You should sing to Jack. Right. Okay. Well, this is roughly how you it know? would go then. You know, it's. Yeah. It's it's a brand new world. I'm not really sure what the lullabies and stuff would sound like, but I'm trying to remember the things that my parents would sing to me, you know, little Jim Fingers um, when I was a child. And so I'm rubbing the base of his back, just kind of yeah, patting him like a little baby. I'm like Aww. rocking him on my shoulder as, as we walk up the stairs. Hush, little Jerax, don't say a word. <laughs> Gonna stick you in the tube and... Oh, fuck, I forgot the words. Or something, something. Rub, <laughs> rub the bottom rhymes. of his back a little bit more. Ah, or what? Papa's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And yeah, good night, good night. <laughs> like that, basically. That's about... And then I, I'm going to kind of jiggle him a little bit because I'm worried that he's died at this point because he hasn't said anything. <laughs> Only in his dreams. Jerax? Yeah. Jerax! I'm... 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 Uh, I'm... I'm pulling myself Try into to burp him. my mind palace. Try to burp him. Do you, you, do you make any response, though? Because I would be worried that you died at that point if you didn't say anything. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'd respond with, take... Wait. Take, take me, me to, to the tube. tube. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more serious than I thought. <laughs> I'll hurry up. I hurry my pace a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Grown ass man, he was just wiggling. Your yeah, way. <laughs> just wiggling my way down. Short steps, oh. not long steps, but lots of quick short steps. And, right. and once, once I get to the tube, I vaguely remember how to do it. And Jarex is looking the other way, and I don't really want him. I'm gonna say, "All right, Jarex, remind me how to do it, but don't, don't stress yourself out. I, I pretty much remember tube. how it's done." Is this the? Is this the right tube? Isn't this the? You're being locked away oh, no. for twenty five oh. years, tube. I mean, yeah, it's the same set of tubes, but you don't have to set it to 25 years. You can set the cook time to, you know, three days instead. Oh. You as a med tech would be able to do that. If he drops you in there, you know, can I, it um, might still be set to 365 days. Can I plug in my cyber gear into it to set it up mm. through cyberspace? Well, here's the thing. You absolutely can. But you are a better med tech than you are a net runner. Oh, so okay. that's that's your call. I was just thinking like, yeah, in terms of what would be less physically exhausting. Um, but sure, I'll tell you I'll... what, roll an interface check. You if you succeed on this interface check, you're because you're still seriously injured, you're gonna take a minus two on your med tech check. But if you succeed mm -hmm. on this interface check first, then your mind is doing the work and I will rescind the penalty. Okay, well, wish me luck because you could also just tell me what to do. My interface is very good. I'm just gonna have... roll. <laughs> okay, roll a roll a med tech check as you go into the system. You're still conscious of like, this red glowing pain signals coming from your body. In the meantime, by the way, I'm I've I've got a cloth out of my out of my packet uh, out of my pocket. And I'm gonna 
I don't really have any water to hand, so I'm just going to spit on it to dampen it a no, little bit, and no. I'm just rubbing it on his head to try no, and cool him stop. down. Stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. All right, well, as far as you can tell, the tube is correctly configured. You just need to be positioned in it, Jerax. Okay, put me put me in a tube. Which, head first or feet first? Pro properly, how you've seen me do it before. Head first. No, not head first. <laughs> not head first. Breach birth. I get it. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put him in the other way around. I'm going to try and like spool him out, you know, mm. feet first into it. And then I guess I just press kind of slowly on his shoulders to insert him fully into the tube. It's the fun then... fitting gel in the back. Mm. And then is it like a, is it like closing a casket or is it like zipping mm. up a bag? What's the... It's a big armored door that slides back and forth on articulated limbs, so it goes. Mm. Sh -sh -sh. There's always right. a fog cloud that yeah. pops out. You know, as I close it, as I close it, it's like you know when you're, um, you know when you're going on a picnic and it's not a too much of a hot day, so you feel comfortable leaving your dog in the car and they're like looking at you piningly, but you close the you close the trunk on them and you're like, it's all right, don't worry about it, we'll be back in a bit. Like, it's that kind of feel as I just slowly close the trunk on Jarax. Don't worry. We're, we're right here if you need anything. Don't worry. And I close the trunk and press the begin button. <laughs> yeah. The, you, you turn the, the knob. Begin button. There's a little ding. You, know, you set it to, to extra soil mode. Yeah. Yep. All right. And hopefully that worked. <laughs> begin. Can I... Um... Begin button. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think I have any applicable skills. I would just trust Jerex in that moment, and I think I'd be a little bit stressed as well. So I don't think that I would. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna double check anything. No, what, what the hell do I know? Um, I'm gonna promptly feel much better about the situation. Oh, I've just realized as well that Jim Fingers has just realized that he has no idea how long Jerex set that for, like how many days or anything. Um, so he's gonna kind of take a look at the panels and see if he can deduce what Jerax set it to, because he wants to know whether or not Jerax is going to be available for the car heist later on. Roll basic tech. Um. Do, 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 do. Okay, Jerax, how many days were you trying to set that to? As, as long as possible, so that I'd be fully healed. I mean, the thing goes up to 25 years. Okay, well, not 25 years. I mean, I'd be really <laughs> healed if it was that. I mean... Um, Mentally how, healed, reborn. I heal my... double my body rate every day in the tube. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay, well, then I would set it for... Um, you set it for three days and administer antibiotics, which would use one dose of antibiotics, which are down here in this bunker. Uh-huh. You'd be top shape in two days. Yeah, I would I would then work with that information in mind. Mm -hmm. So it's like 48 hours is what you attempted to set it for. Mm -hmm. Correct. Okay. And with the 16, yeah, you actually nailed it. Good job. Oh, huge. Yeah. Wow. He's not going to be a... I'm Imagine if I really man. beefed it and I was just in there for 25 years. Well, you wouldn't be because I would get you out after a few, you know, after a you week or so. process. Well, I might, yeah, I might kill you, but I'd try and get you out. I wouldn't just leave you in there for years. That'd be pretty um, cool. There's a step in between where we could call somebody, but we'll talk. Well, about yeah, that's true. Not, I'm not gonna get there. <laughs> um, 
I'd like to, what, what do I deduce though? Do I know that he's said it for 48 hours? Yes, with your basic tech check. It's a whole bunch of, of gobbledygook about biosigns and drug administration and vital sign monitoring and stuff like that that you don't understand, but it does appear that it's going to be a two-day cycle. Okay. Well, that's very good. That means now that while Natalie and Monica are going around, you know, sniffing around Oro's place like a bunch of detectives trying to get the scoop in a, in a noir movie, uh, I am going to... Uh, head back up topside and go ahead and try and meet somebody to run those faces through some digital recognition software. Um, I'm going to call up some of my buddies that mm-hmm. um, work in uh, tracking down um, tracking down people to pay debts. I think they, they mm-hmm. those are the people in the uh, in Red Sky City that I know have the most advanced searching for people because when there's money on the line you bet that people truly invest in those kind of pieces of software so also they're not too worried about it because they go around and break people's kneecaps anyway so the fuck do they care about ethics that's big brain that is big brain (laughs) roll an operator check for me there we go 12 that's pretty poor Right. It's like a bonus for knowing who to ask, right? <laughs> so here's the trick with running facial recognition in the time of the red. The main problem is that the internet is gone, right? Mm. Each city has its own localized net, and a few times a day, you they transmit high-priority information between cities, but then they air gap it because the rabbits virus is still out there. That's why they killed the old internet. So there is no global database which is why searching for information can be so tricky. It's also why something like the Arasaka database that everyone was supposedly looking for would be so valuable because it would hold all sorts of information that just isn't available anymore. Mm. Everything's air-gapped, everything's isolated, so on and so forth. So gone are the days where you could put somebody into a Google search or other databases, paywall databases, et cetera, that are available online. So the entire process of running facial recognition is way tougher than it used to be. It now relies on whatever data you can actually get, not just finding it, but actually, you know, holding on to it and storing it somewhere. That said, you do know some people who know some people, and they're willing to help you out on this one. A couple of debt collectors, uh, Doug the Bounty Hunter is going to help you out on this one. <laughs> and Good old Doug. Here's what you find out. These people did have files, local files, in Night City. They're listed as employees of Hatashi Shipping from the days before and during the war. Mm. Now, if you have a business-related skill or your local expert on Night City, you might know more about that. Yeah, I've got some local expert that I can try and uh, go for here. Okay, that's not bad at all. 16? Yeah, 16's great. Here's the scoop on Hatashi shipping. Hatashi was owned by Hanako Arasaka, the daughter mm. of Saburo Arasaka, the head honcho of Arasaka. She it was a it was not a shell company because they actually did do some shipping stuff. The whole fourth corporate war started when companies were bidding over a bankrupt shipping company. So it started out as this shipping war and then it just destroyed the world. So the daughter of the head of the Arasaka Corporation owned Hatashi Shipping. 
Okay. You also find out their names are linked to a cargo ship that went missing in the later days of the war. They're linked to a cargo ship that went missing. Yes, a lot of cargo ships went missing. One of the things that happened during the war as the net broke down, there was a lot of submarine sabotage, a lot of underwater mines were planted, drone attacks. Global shipping was completely destroyed and global na- the global navigation and GPS system was lost. There are entire freighters just loading out there at sea that were abandoned or the crews were killed or they couldn't come safely to shore. So there are treasure troves of supplies, goods, and information just lost on the open ocean. This ship appears to have been one of them. Right. Um, the you, we we said that the uh, the green pheasant logo mm-hmm. was the specific logo of the current CEO of Arasaka back before they became the CEO. Correct. Right. That would be Saburo Aras- uh, Hanako Arasaka. Her right. Faction, that is the daughter. Mm-hmm. There are sort of three okay. Arasaka factions right now. They're the one that has the largest share and is ostensibly in charge. Okay. So they worked for her before she took over. Right. Um I I'd like to um I, I'm thinking that when when something like Arasaka stops being um feasible within Night City, when when they ban a big corporation like that from mm-hmm. operating in an area, that doesn't mean that all of the people who work for that corporation just disappear. I mean some of them might. Mm-hmm. In more ways than one they might flee or they might be killed or whatever by by competitors or be picked up by but there's normally there's normally some level of skilled personnel that get acquired by other companies mm-hmm. there's people who have to go into hiding but still want to use their skills later on so word gets around in black markets that they have kind of knowledge that they should that you wouldn't normally expect people to have mm-hmm. um that kind of stuff so over the course of the years I would imagine that there are at least hints and whisperings about people that used to work for the corporation that are still in the city, whether or not they have current ties to the corporation. Mm-hmm. So I would like to get in touch with any of those that I would uh, would have knowledge of or access to. Okay. Give me a sec because I need to pull up some specific information. The word Arasaka shows up a lot in the rule book. I'll tell you that much. Mm. Uh but while you do that, let's go ahead and rejoin the rest of the party. The Let's see. So Monarch and Natalie, after you go through some more baby photos, go through all the kibble-flavored condoms, retrieve the mysterious chip and the mysterious note, do you have any further business at the Mendrone family compound? And if not, what do you do next? Um, well, I'm going to take the rest of the rockets that okay, I have. Two of them left. Yeah. So uh, I'm just gonna add that to my my inventory. If that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and I think uh, huh, something just isn't sitting right with me. Why the hell would they send two? Why would they? Why would Red Chrome Legion people show up? For a data chip about Continental. Natalie, any thoughts? 
I don't know. There are so many factions out there that are so insanely jealous of how successful Continental Brands has been, especially actually in the recent years where I've been working in the shipping department. Weird correlation, I know. Uh, but beyond that, I don't know. Your brother was honestly just peddling in lies, and I can see why that would attract other foul personalities like the Red from Legion. So, but uh, hold on a second, though, Natalie. You, you take 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 your take. Do me solid. Okay, take your corporate mind out for a second, okay? Because people are trying to kill my family and <laughs> on top of that, us in turn, all right? Yeah. So think about this for a minute, okay, Natalie? Why would a bunch of skinheads show up to try and take a data chip about continental brands <laughs> and, and, and some enemy? So am I right in understanding that the company you worked for worked with a neo-fascist militia group? Correlation does not equal causation. Just because we found this very suspicious data chip with this very concerning oh God, message on it in your brother's room does not mean <laughs> that this is what Red Clone Legion is here for. Uh, you know, you have a huge weapons cache here. Perhaps they heard about that and they wanted to acquire your rocket launcher for themselves. I mean, look. If you want this rocket launcher, by all means, at some point, it's going to blow one of us up. Probably shouldn't have said that out loud. Joe's probably going to take it then. <laughs> uh, but no, that doesn't make any sense. No one knew about the, the weapons cache here. I've stored that, and, and my family has kept that secret for a very long time. And who would have um, known about this data chip then? It was buried under a pile of his laundry. Your parents didn't even seem to know it was here, and I don't think Oro did either. The only hmm. way they could know that this was here is if they spoke to the person who missent it to, I'm guessing the wrong address, because your brother apparently hasn't lived here in, and I kick over like a like a wastebasket that actually resists my foot a little, uh, years. So <laughs> it's like stuck to the ground. Come on. Um, ah. That's all I can think of. If you have a quarrel with somebody here, it's whoever sent your brother this very incriminating, what? and I'm going to say very misleading bit of information well it's definitely not misleading i mean let's be honest here you know all these corporations are evil so i'm sorry okay That's natalie i totally get it like your opinion man they're literally <laughs> trying to force people to eat kibble that tastes like crap you know it doesn't taste good you know i grab that, you right? by the arm and i point you out the window to the burnt out desert and i say <laughs> if it weren't for kibble what would they be eating, Monarch? My company, my former company, which I am very honored to still hold dearly in my heart, feeds people. They look out for people. And by charging them money for kibble? How do you think capitalism works? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. I, I clearly, I, 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 I get it. All right. I understand. I'm just really. Something doesn't make sense here. Uh, I'm going to check around a little bit longer. Uh, Joe, is there anything left inside of here? Uh, like any any packages or anything else that may have been marked or something that I may have missed? I looked through all the different uh, family stuff and, you know, but I'm, I'm just trying to find if there's anything else. That maybe I missed something that Oro did. There was definitely oh, no too. return address on that. Um, and there was no label who sent it. Correct. It was deliberately sent anonymously. 
All right, can I do, can I maybe roll another perception to see if there's anything else I'm missing inside of here? Your keen solo senses and Natalie's sharp deductive skills indicate there may be nothing else of applicability at the moment. What about the neighbors? Mm -hmm. What are they, uh, what, what is their situation? Are they, did they all like run away when the Red Chrome Legion showed up? Some of them or... ran away. Some of them, like, you know, barricaded the doors with the corrugated metal they keep around just in case. And they armed up and they got ready to, to cause trouble. But they were just kind of hoping that they would leave, you know, not, not get involved if necessary. Some of them were ready to get involved, but then they saw that your folks were getting out alive. And they're like, all right, cool. As long as, as long as their lives are safe and the neighbors are safe, we're not going to, you know, we'll rumble if we have to. But they got out. So we're just going to lock down and try not to die. Was there anyone, any, any uh, apartments or any homes that looked suspicious? I mean, you're the monarch. Everyone looks suspicious, but no, this seems to be fairly out of the blue. And it seems like they were, they were tipped off. In fact, if you talk to Jerax more about this, Jerax can give you some context after he wakes up from cryo sleep. Because this came like a stroke out of nowhere. Folks around here are used to, to violent booster gangs rolling through. You know, the nomads are trying to keep the peace, but there's a lot going on in the area. They're used to this sort mm. of thing. It, so, but normally it would be a more local gang. Yeah, that's why none of this makes any sense. All right. Uh, well, remember, Jarex is on the, the one who tipped you off that this was happening. He might have more salient information. Yeah, and we also have this ship. So let's go ahead and head back over to the rest of the crew at the uh, bunker. All right. Maybe we can neat. analyze the ship. Okay, the team reunites at the bunker underneath Night City amidst the semi-flooded water table of what was once or uh, Moro Bay. Your bunker is well fortified. It's well hidden. It's got, you know, Ichiro, let, let me out, hanging out there. You've got supplies to keep you, and you know that in three days, Jim Fingers has signed you up to rob an armored truck in exchange for a past favor. There is a paycheck involved with this. Jarex will be back in two days, and during this time, Natalie, you are going to need to go to work for at least one of these days that's coming up in between. Can I go both? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Todd is willing to get, like, Todd is pulling some strings to give you a flexible work schedule, but you do need to go through orientation and a couple of department meetings. So I do so dutifully. Let's, let's go through real quick what everybody is going to be up to for the time being. Jarex is, you know, frozen for a couple of days. Uh, the Monarch has a couple of days. I mean, maybe it might be worth it just to relax a little bit. You are injured. I'm injured? Yeah. I see you down seven hit points. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, you only need one day of rest to get you up to 39. And if you take two, you'll be at full health. So if you, like, you know, sit back, crack open a couple of cans of Smash, just chill for a couple of days, you'll be back up and fighting. Repair your armor, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll do that. Get back up to forty. Mm -hmm. Uh and uh I wanna get repairs for Stella. Yeah, you can repair Stella. Um, That's totally fine. Okay. Does anyone here Honestly. have land vehicle tech as a skill? I don't believe so, no. Mm -hmm. A drive land vehicle, but not land vehicle tech. Mm-hmm. None of you have the skills to repair the vehicles you are now hiding. Ooh, but I would like to put points into it. 
<laughs> that you can absolutely do. All right. I've got 60 points right now, so I'm going to array them in there. Cool. Uh, so a couple of things. I know Monarch is going to put his feet up and rest for a little bit and repair all of his gear. Jim, your contact who hooked you up and is now expecting you to pay back your favor is Mr. Kernigan. Before mm. the Fourth Corporate War, he worked IT for the Night City Port Authority. Ah. When the nuke went off and the port shut down, he grabbed as much data as he could, got to a secure location. He's sitting on a giant stockpile of shipping manifests and, uh, and information like that that he used to build up an empire. He's a pretty big fixer in the city. He is known for knowing where a lot of hidden caches, you know, caches are, caches, yeah. whatever. He used to hire teams to go out and hit up essentials in the early days after the war. Like, okay, I happen to know there's a warehouse full of MREs, critical food supplies, clean water, medicine. And so he, he would sell that out after he retrieved these supplies, and that made him a big power broker in the early recovery days. Now he's moved up the food chain. He deals in rare, profitable luxuries, things that are really hard to get in the time of the red. He, every quarter... He holds a huge night market where all the fixers come together. And at his night markets that he gathers, he sells luxury items, aero zeppelins, cryomax suits, one-of-a-kind collectibles, that sort of thing. Mm. So he's a dealer in the finer things in life, and he's really, really good in terms of knowing where to get things. He's the person who hooked you up and who wants you to hit this armored truck. Right. Um well, I've got multiple things that I want to be doing over these two days. I'm missing seven health, but I have no time to heal because I've got to be a busy little bee. Um, so the the first thing, just first easy point of order, is that I want to get one of the uh, I want to get one of the people that still owes me a favor uh, to just very simply drive that motorbike back towards somewhere near the bunker. I'm not gonna not gonna get tell them where the bunker is, but I'm gonna get them to drive it back to you know some rough area around here, and I'll go and collect it at a later date. All right, you left two bikes behind. This person wants the wrecked one for parts. Sure. Yep. All right. You can have that. That's a good deal as far as I'm concerned. We had All no right. interest in it anyway. Cool. So that's you now have a motor pool of three bikes and a car. Yep. Um, the other part is that I want to take the, um, I think it was $2,000 worth of cyber gear. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take that with me um as i go to meet uh mr kernigan um and i'm interested in gathering not just information on uh on the hitachi shipping company and that uh, cargo ship that they were specifically attached to but i'm also interested in just getting more information from the the actual cars like the hit itself so i'm gonna go under the guise of just asking for more info on the car heist and like actually fleshing out the details and making sure that he knows that we are prepped for it and we're ready to go and giving him, you know, the, the information that he needs to feel secure that the job is going to get done so that he doesn't think that, you know, we just forgot about it. But I want to start transitioning the, the uh, conversation a little bit into the fact that I have a bunch of cyber tech gear and then maybe I'm looking for a little bit of extra information. That's, that's the path in my head. We gain information from Kai's. We bring up the fact that we have some interesting gear that might be good for his night market, and we're not actually looking to sell it. We're looking to trade it for some extremely valuable information. Okay. Roll a conversation check for me. Okie dokie.
18. 18. You are really good at naturally steering conversations in different directions. Now, Mr. Kernigan is no stranger to this business. He's got a very strong network set up. He's got a lot of muscle. You meet him in a, a fairly upscale bar. Dark, lots of neon, heavy thumping music. Uh, obvious hired muscle. And uh, there's probably some other folks in here who are also on the payroll and being very on the lowdown about it. Mm-hmm. But he's easier, eager to talk business about the heist first off. So we're going to start there. And this information okay. you can disseminate amongst the whole party. So everyone's going to sure. want to know about this. Yep. Because... Normally, he would offer you a better stake in this, but you already owe him. So, in exchange for services rendered, you get a 20% stake in whatever the take from this heist is. Mm -hmm. uh, he's also willing to offer on loan an anonymous vehicle because you're going to be hitting this armored truck. It's going to be on its way, and you're going to hit it between nomad territories. There's one point on the route that he's tracked out very carefully when it's between nomad territories, and that's when it's going to be vulnerable. Okay. It's going to leave Night City. It's going to head for a heavily defended compound up in the mountains. You need to stop the car, disable the tracker. It's probably got a tracker. They always have a tracker, especially when you're moving sure. high caliber stuff. Steal the car. You're going to take it to my safe house. I'll send you the coordinates. You pull all that off. Unload the cargo. You get 20% stake. Okay, I mean, uh, the f the first question to ask him at this point is, mm -hmm. um, what are we looking at in terms of the stake? What is what is inside? Do we need to be then waiting for it to be peddled and fenced, or are we looking I'll at things that have immediate market value? My organization is going to take care of all of that. I'm going to give you what I think is a fair price on the total take. So we'll do an estimate based on how much is in the shipment. And like I said, I'll treat you right. You don't get ahead in this business by screwing people. Sure, sure. I understand that, Mr. Well, Kernigan. By screwing smart people. <laughs> um, All right. The, no, the, the, the other are non-toxic. Mm. They are fragile. If it gets destroyed, nobody's getting paid. Are we talking fragile in the sense that explosive? Fragile in the sense like it's eggs? Well, I, I, what are we talking about here? It's, t it's inert, non-toxic, non-explosive. Just be delicate okay. with it, all right? Don't blow the damn thing up. Don't blow the car up. Only blow the bloody doors off. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. What are we looking at here in terms of uh, defense of this? How valuable is this kind of stuff? Are we expecting extremely heavy resistance? I imagine that the drivers are going to be armed. <clears throat> sure. But, but it's unlikely to have an entire convoy with it. No, 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 no. That would, that would draw too much attention. For the numbers that they're working with, they wouldn't hire a whole convoy. They'd be more relying on speed and subtlety. Okay. The vehicle you're giving us as well, anonymous vehicle that uh, would be expected to be traveling in those kind of circles. Nothing that'll uh, stand out, presumably. Well, I mean, it, it's more about not being traceable, right? Like one, once they sure. see you, they're going to be suspicious, I think. It's more about this can't be traced back to you. Right. It's not a not an anonymous nomad vehicle or anything though. We're talking a city vehicle that they're going to recognize as soon as we get close to them. Yeah, they're good. They might know something's up, but they won't know who's responsible, and that's really what I'm concerned about. As long as you can overtake them, I don't care if you use force. I don't care as long as they can't trace it back to you or me, and we get the goods. I'm happy. Okay. All right. Sounds good to me. What um, 
What timing are we looking at here? How long are we between territories? What's the window of opportunity? Uh, 20 minutes. Okay. And do we know precise timings, or is it something where we're going to have to follow the vehicle for a long time? Like, could, could we could we just stay in one of these nomad territories and wait for them to pass? Are they easily identifiable? You could post up in the no man zone. You could easily post up there right. and hide in waiting. That would work. You could tail the thing. Uh, if it was me, I'd probably get there ahead of time, hide myself real good, and then roll out from the dirt, take them on the road. But yep. I leave it up to you. Yep. And uh, what are we talking about in terms of hours from now? Well, it's in two days' time for when this meeting is occurring, and they're going to want to do this run at night. So they're probably going to be making the run between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m. Uh, wait, what did you just say? So it's, again, you're, you're having this meeting when it's still two days out, so right. next day, etc. And on the day that the armor truck will be making the run, it'll be making the run, it'll be crossing through the no man's land sometime between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m. Okay. So just right. get there so ahead of time, yeah. chill, post yep. up some more good. Yeah, don't worry about it. We've uh, we've dealt with situations like this before. No problem whatsoever. We'll, uh, we should have this back to you in no, no problem at all. Now, talking about your... Uh, I mean, there's no further info that you can give me based on uh, this, is there? Is that all that you wanted to talk about when it comes to the heist? Mm -hmm. We're all professionals. We'll get it done. Uh, now, Kernigan, there's... Uh, I hear that um, you you know people that might be in the market for some high-tech cyber-tech gear. We've got, I just recently stumbled across quite a wonderful little cache of uh, extremely old but refined equipment. I'm listening. This is, uh, the, the gear that we found, you said, is basically just open to interpretation best on based on what other people actually wanted to, it to be, right? It's just yeah, $2, it's a 2K of budget of cybertech, essentially. Right, right. And is it marked as Arasaka cybertech? Yes. Mm. Is that unusual? Uh, it's rarer these days. It's mm. definitely rarer. Arasaka doesn't make a whole lot of cybertech, so it's more, more likely to be stuff that was licensed out. Um, right. But this well, is this is sort of it's not designed to be traceable in this particular case. Somebody who knows what they're looking for might be able to ID it as Cybertech as Arasaka, mm -hmm. but it would be pretty easy to move. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna tell him then that we've got a bunch of uh, a bunch of luxury items here that I think would go over perfectly well on your on your night market. But um, you know, considering that uh, we'd all be squared up at the end of this car heist, I'm honestly not particularly looking for. Uh, for monetary return on a bunch of these items, I would be uh, I'd be interested in just having access to some information that I believe you might be privy to from the end of the fourth corporate. Two thousand eddies worth of information. I don't know if you told him the number. If you haven't, he wouldn't respond. No, I wouldn't. I, I yeah. wouldn't have told him the exact info. Why? But... Why reveal? You're not getting anything from it. Yeah. All right. What's your pitch? Yeah. Um. I've uh, I've recently, as uh, as part of this cybertech gear that I acquired as well, come uh, come across some interesting information about a certain cargo ship that went missing towards the end of the Fourth Corpo War, and I I understand that you are the preeminent owner and distributor of such information around Red Knights uh, uh, around Night City. Um, 
know, I know that you, you like to sit on that kind of info, but for the right price, I have uh, I have a, a specific interest in some of the stuff that you might know about. Okay. So you hand over this high-end gear, and what exactly are you asking for in return? Mm. So the database that you, uh, or the information that you gathered around that time, based on the, uh, the shipping routes, cargo ships, that kind of stuff. If I provide you with a, a number of names, or even better, if you provide me with unfettered access to the database. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic Jim Fingers. <laughs> In fact, my well, sense of humor. Then, then uh, basically, I'm looking to run a bunch of names past you and find out what happened to these people. They apparently, ostensibly, went missing with a cargo ship. That is horse shit. So I'm looking to find out what actually happened to them. Okay. You did make a really good operator uh, role earlier and a good conversation role earlier. You should at some point consider picking up some points in the haggle skill. I'm going to have mm. you roll a persuasion check. Okay. For the time being. Yeah, I, I picked up some points in trading because I thought that was also important, but I didn't. Yeah, even no, trading actually. Do trading instead, and I'm gonna. I mean, persuasion's definitely better for me if I'm done. Yeah, if... but I'm gonna let this go further. Okay. Right skill, right job. Fourteen in trading. Okay. All right. He will. The problem is this deal is still pretty nebulous. He doesn't know exactly what you're asking. You don't know exactly what he's asking. Uh, but he's willing to look up those names, see if it, if it rings any bells. It might take a bit to go through all the information that he has. But tell you what, if you pull off this job, then he might open his books for you. Mm. Especially since... The, if whatever the ship here's here's what's going on he suspects whatever ship he's going to pull up is going to look innocuous but combined with the information that you have you know it's like oh you know ship 37 alpha trajectory boring cargo boring as soon as those names pop up on the shipping roster that ship becomes much more interesting yeah yeah, yeah. so those two together might go somewhere you pull off this job and make good on that I'll open his books for you. Okay. And do further business. Yeah, I'd also like to... Um, I'd also like to... I mean, uh, how does haggling work in this game? Is it a, a trade? I think there's like a trading clash or something like that, right? That you're supposed to do. Because I'd like to also try and uh, get the best price for this Cybertech gear based on the fact that it's uh, rare Arasaka versions of the Cybertech gear as well. All right, if you want to... Try and sell the story as well as the gear. Mm, yeah, so that always works on Pawn Stars. So are you trying to just get eddies for eddies here, or are you trying to haggle for the information with it? Because he's he's looking for the job as a door opener to paying him for the information is the deal yeah. he's currently offering. What I'm, what I'm looking for is mm. if we complete the job, I'll give him a, a, a good price on this Cybertech gear for all of the information that I'm after. Okay. So he would get a cheaper-than-market price on the Cybertech gear, in exchange for not unfettered access to the database, but all of the information provided that he has access to that's specific to my requests. Okay, I just looked up the haggle rules. So haggling is not a separate skill. It is powered by trading. You made the right choice. And we have to do a bit of a complicated role here. 
you're going to roll, roll trading, and add your operator rank to it. Right. Do you want me to roll another trading? Uh, no, we'll just go ahead and turn that into a 22. Okay. I'm going to make a roll, but I'm not going to add his numbers here. So we're going to keep that on the down low. But I will show you the dice roll, which is a five. All right. If this ends up being the win that he thinks it is, you're going to go ahead and succeed. Your ability gives you, you can get 10% more on this mm. is the deal that you can do. So instead of getting 2000 out of this, you can get 2200 out of it. Okay. So he gets, cool. he gets it all in exchange for the information, but you walk away with that extra 200 in profit. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Contingent on pulling off the heist. Anything else? Yeah. Uh, no, that's it. Honestly, the the only stuff that I wanted from him was uh, to sell the cybertech gear that we wanted to sell and mm -hmm. to uh, get all of the information on the cargo shipping. All right. Good enough, Natalie. It is time for you to go to work across the bay. Will I heal? While I'm working because I find working very relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need a uh, full rest. You need like a full day's rest. And Todd is willing to give you medical leave, keep your start date flexible, etc. You have an in with him, and he has an in with HR. If you want to take one day to heal your body skill or your body score in damage, and then work for the other two, that'll work fine. I will do this thing and heal. Uh, also, I picked up. Is it repair land vehicles? Uh, land vehicle tech. Land vehicle tech, and that's a tech uh, ability? Correct. It is keyed off of tech. So we're going to go ahead and have you go to work first, and then we'll make the roll. In a few minutes, we're going to take a break, but we're going to have you go to work first, take care of that, and then we'll hash out repairing the many, many vehicles that are in need of fixing. Excellent. All right. So you've been brought on board. You are fairly high-ranking in the office services department which is you are in charge of making sure that everyone there has their supplies, all the show producers have the coffee brands that they want, but you're not running coffee. You are in charge of the people who are running coffee. You're in charge of logistics and supply chain, in, in charge of making sure, you know, hiring for uh, janitorial and not security, that's a separate department, but that sort of thing. So they're going to go ahead and bring you in. Network 54 is rooted in sort of this idea it's this weird corporate culture. It's a mix of, you know, the entertainment industry, but the owner lives on a ranch in Santa Fe and is very much an old school family values sort of person. It's It's got a weird vibe to it, but everything's nice and polished. You remember Todd's office, like that's got the Todd touch to it, but definitely everything, the, the lobbies are all not chrome. They're not going so much for the chrome look, but very sleek, very modern, lots of natural light, a couple of plants here and there. A couple of hollow plants in the right rooms. Love hollow plants. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> on your first day, they welcome you in. Uh, Todd shows up just to make sure that you have everything that you might possibly need. I have a lot of important meetings today, but if anything goes wrong, please don't hesitate to let me know. Thank you, Todd. What a gentleman. Of course. <laughs> so, Does he have that many you. O's and of course? <laughs> yes. Public? Yes. Oh. <laughs> so when as when Todd leaves, I look around and try and gauge the faces of all the other employees, like in their reaction to Todd. Okay, roll a human perception check. Oh goodness, I do have that. Holy 20. smokes! 
everyone in this room is terrified of Todd. Everyone in this room is terrified of Todd. They they Ooh. absolutely throw their biggest smiles when he's around and they nod and stuff. And when he leaves, their stress levels go down. Are they terrified of me by proxy? It's something that you could take advantage of, yes. <laughs> Noted. They've picked up on the fact that you seem to be in his good graces. So suddenly you have lots of new best friends at work. Mm. I love corporate friendships. <laughs> oh, they feel so sincere. <laughs> So as part of your first day of orientation, you go to a lot of meetings, you watch a lot of presentations about the history of Network 54 and the important role that it's taken throughout the entire, you know, throughout this troubled time. Everyone relies on sharing common culture and things that we can all enjoy together. And the shows that Network 54 provides are essential to recreating a sense of community in this broken world. So here's a couple of things we like to ask all of our new hires to do. First off, what's your favorite Network 54 show and why? Oh my god. It's so rough that you're making me choose. I think it's High Sonderata just because the main character is so inspirational. But I really love Cooking with Kibble because I'm just such a huge Kibble fan. And by the way, I noticed since I'm in charge of uh, purchasing for all the e-craft services, I think we're going to switch over to Continental Brands. And I'm really excited. I think you're going to love the flavors. I have so much to share with you all. Roll, pers uh, roll Persuasion and Roll Business. My persuasion is a cool stat, which means it won't go well. But business <laughs> is a Natalie stat, so both can go well. Yes. Yes. All yes. Right. That's it's a my first day on the job. I'm freaking out. This is not. You you get the impression that you may have just you know when you're the new person and you say something that seems totally innocuous or you ra you raise an interesting idea, and then everyone around is just like oh. Like they've been down this road before and you may have touched a nerve that's what just happened so oh, I shiver with power <laughs> <laughs> all right another thing that we like and they take you on a tour of the building they go through the email policy and they make you watch the harassment training videos and they you know go through all the the doors and all that stuff you meet all your coworkers. they show you the org chart but since you're coming in at, like, not a C-level, but definitely a managerial level, one of the things that we like to do to encourage creativity and ensure that Network 54 is always on the cutting edge of entertainment, in the next seven days, we would like you to come up with a, a pitch for a new Network 54 <laughs> show. <laughs> oh, and God. So we want to see if you can get some interesting new ideas in, bring in some fresh <clears throat> blood, and, you know, I mean, there's always the chance. You get very much the idea that, the chance means this crap never happens, except, you know, for the people who just absolutely nail it or have ins at the higher rank. There's a chance your ideas could come to life on screens across the nation. I have one question for you. Mm -hmm. How many submissions can I submit? <laughs> We're always open for new ideas for official hr tracking purposes we're going to need you to submit one as your onboarding pitch but after that our inbox is always open oh this is so exciting thank you for the opportunity of course <laughs> uh now what's going to be very very important you understand that the the broadcasting industry and the entertainment industry can be fairly cutthroat and it's difficult to make it out there and the safety and security of our personnel is our top priority. So as part of your new job, in addition to the con app that you've been assigned for your living quarters, we're going to give you a personal bodyguard who will be assigned to you and will follow you around and, and you know, 
make sure you take care of them and they'll take care of you. And they're going to introduce you to your new corporate bodyguard that you get for increasing your teamwork score to three. Uh, tell yes. me, tell me about this person. Ah, oh, well, first of all, this person enters the room while I am mid. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and so I turn around and I see them. They're a very tall and imposing and broad-shouldered uh, masculine figure. And um, they have a very serious face. And they're already, like, scanning the room. Um, so I straighten up and I stick my hand out and I say, Hello, I'm Natalie. It's so nice to meet you. <laughs> and uh, they very slowly bring their hand up and shake my hand, and they introduce themselves as uh, Jonah, the pleasure. <laughs> I'll be happy to take care of all your security needs, and uh, trust me with your very life. <laughs> you shouldn't worry about me. I'm never in danger. <laughs> <laughs> and then I lean around him, and I'm like, does he follow me, like, work hours? Or, like, 24-7? Oh, no. His job is to keep you safe. So, I stand back up and I say straight face now, Jonah, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rachel, here's what I'm going to need you to do. We got to do a couple of roles here to determine the stats and loyalty of your new hire. You better be sleeping. Starting loyalty. This is, a, this is a moving target. Your actions, the way you treat him, what happens to him, what it's like keeping you alive. This is, a, like I said, this can change. So, I want you to go ahead and roll 1d6. And that's going to give us Jonah's stats. And I'm not going to read them out across the entire board, but I'm going to tell you sort of the best and the worst. All right, we got right in the middle of the road. We got three. Okay, so Jonah is especially fast, has a great eye. He's a, a crack shot and just a very firm, resolved will. He is determined, he's got his own goals, but whatever he sets his mind to, he is going to accomplish. Nothing's gonna distract him from that. Jonah is not particularly good with computers, otherwise perhaps a different career path might've opened up before him. He longs to be at a desk job and have a nice corner office and live the dream, uh, but he gets really frustrated with email and Active Directory and remembering his passwords. And he's not the Wait. least personable person you've ever met, but you can tell that he's not the most people person either. Doesn't matter because when he shares his dream with me, mm -hmm. I am instantly touched and I reach out and touch him on the, on the upper arm and I say, Jonah, we're going to grow so much together. <laughs> All right. Now roll 1d6 oh, God. and you're off to a great start. So add two and this will be his starting loyalty. 1d6 plus two. Oh, all right. You <laughs> click immediately. You are two peas in a pod. This gigantic guy in a armored suit, like a like a three piece suit lined with armor, and the bright, cheery corporate mouthpiece, Natalie Smith. All right, we are so gonna get along great, Jonah. I'm so excited. <laughs> when we come back after this break. We're going to catch up with Jarex and the Monarch. We're going to unfreeze everybody. We're going to try to put together what you've learned about the conspiracy, investigate the mysterious chip that you found in Oro's belongings, and maybe rob an armored truck while we're at it. Stick around. <laughs> Welcome back to Red Sky City Cyberpunk Conspiracy. 
our heroes have had a couple of days to recover from the injuries they sustained in their battle against the Red Chrome Legion. They've received their mission parameters for their next mission, a heist of an armored vehicle. They've recovered a few mysterious clues about the conspiracy surrounding them all. And uh, Natalie made a friend who is a, a mandatory corporate assigned friend. He has to be my friend. Exactly. That's his job. <laughs> so a couple days later, after Natalie's been at work for, for a few days, Jim has had a couple of days to make contacts about selling this gear, arrange a deal to possibly get information about a mysterious ship that may lead them to more details about the soul-killed Arasaka employees they found in the bunker. The team is all gathered up once again in the bunker. Jerex emerges, blinking into the light like a newborn child, but dressed with more clothes how, than a normal newborn would have. How long has it been since the beginning of Red Sky City? Like a week. It's like It's literally been a week, hasn't it? been a hell yeah it's it's been i don't think any more than a week yeah because there were three we did like three days after phase one ended right and that was just a few days of action so i think it's literally yeah. been now at this point two days later it's been nine days yeah a seriously insane week i have had hmm? no rest you have you just been that in the cryo for two days <laughs> yeah i mean now now is the first time i'm on full age point Lately. You must have been on full HP no, after no. your surgery, weren't you? No. You weren't that? No. Because nope. you immediately got attacked by an assassin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is the sense. first time I've been on full health. I can't believe it. I could accomplish so much more. Oh, I how's my nano so skin as well, are. actually? How's my nano weave going? It has completely grown in. Now, oh. even when you're wearing absolutely no armor, or if your armor, think of it this way as well. No, no, it wouldn't work that way. Even when you're when you're wearing no armor, you have an SP value of seven that regenerates naturally one per day. It does not stack. No armor stacks in this game. Mm -hmm. Um, I also just want to point out that now behind me is a six foot tall bulky dude with uh his eyes blindfolded with like a He's a fabric, and he's got his hand clapped on my shoulder, and we are both just like jiving on this best friend energy. Wait, you you've blindfolded him to lead him down to the bunker. Yeah, I didn't want him. Yeah. But you haven't taken it now off now that we're in the bunker. He hears faintly in the background, like "Let me out!" And, you know, he just has to process <laughs> Let that. Let me out. <laughs> Hello, okay, new Jonah. user. Welcome to hell. Who's the new friend, Natalie? This is my bodyguard, and actually, kind of, get this, my apprentice. His name is Jonah, and he wants to go into corporate, like me. But, for now, he's been assigned bodyguard duty. And he works for, well, he works for, uh, oh shit, what's the name of your company again? Uh, Network, uh, Network 54, sir. He work, you work for Network 54? Yep. Is Network right. 54 one of the corporations that's been involved in all of this stuff? Can we even trust Jonah? They're not a corporation, they're a TV network. And yeah, you can trust Jonah. Jonah's with me. And Jonah, you'd never do anything that would hurt me, right? That would 100% violate my uh, terms of use. High five! And then I reach, and then like he can't see because blindfold. So like he, as he kind of he searches tries. around. Yeah, I, I just tap it up there. 
Uh, I, I'm gonna. Am I out of my tube? Yeah. Oh, you were out of your here. tube. You had a chance to take a shower. You had a chance to change your clothes. You know. Yep. Wonderful. All that jazz. Wonderful. Oh, uh, Jerax, you're looking so much better. I'm just not gonna not gonna respond, and I'm gonna slowly circle around Jonah, inspecting him, sniffing him like a wolf would sniff a yeah. new arrival. I'm going to say, roll hmm. a cyber tech check. Oh. Where's my character sheet? Where has it gone? I found it. Cybertech, shift... huh? Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Cybertech. I'm pretty good at Cybertech. You are. Part of your job. <laughs> That's 17. my boy. 17. Okay. You determine that he has the following enhancements. He has, you have like a, a, a dermal weave. He has subdermal armor. Mm. I mean, it's the upgraded version. It's more visible it's part of why he has such an imposing profile he's equipped with a cyber audio suite an internal agent and enhanced antibodies all paid for by network ah quite impressive jonah now if you need any additional work done i know a very good surgeon who's in the local area very well uh, equipped to handle any sort of upgrades you might need Who's that? We should have hired him to fix you up, eh? I'm gonna hey. slap Jerax on the back. I'm just not gonna respond to Jim. Just gonna stare. Hey. Stare at Jonah. Hey? Who's blindfolded and has no idea he's being stared at. Yeah. But a vague idea that he's just been sniffed. I don't really sniff him, I just kind of looked around him. Yeah. Mm. Is there any, like, uh, Arasaka-themed clothing around? Like what kind of None clothes of are lying themed. around here? There are there's some lab wear, there's some completely unlabeled military uniforms, all black. Uh some basic like underclothes. It's all very utilitarian and clearly designed to not be identifiable as Arasaka gear. I, I try and piece together my old outfit with like, you know, the lab coat and the the, the, the cargo pants, military trousers. Uh, and the boots Very and whatnot. Doable. Yeah, Very I try and, try and piece it together as best I could, because presumably my old stuff is just wrecked. I mean, it's been through the wars. Like, it's seven days of hell and back. It got lit on fire. It got yep. blown up. I got cut over katana. Natalie, how does your corpo muscle feel about helping us on uh, our less-than-savory adventures? I mean, is he coming with us all the time? Well, the job said that he would be with me 24-7 and that he wasn't supposed to let me out of his sight, which, <laughs> and I wave him in front of his eyes again. Um, Hello? But, <laughs> Tony, you're silly. I'm sure he'll be able to come with us and won't cause any problems. Plus, well, he maybe keep you safe. If you're planning on trusting him on all of the different things that we're doing, why have you kept the blindfold on now that you're in the bunker? He can't find his way back. Why, have you, why is he still blindfolded? Well, we don't just rush into trust. Trust is built, <laughs> right, Jonah? So yep. right now, Jonah is building trust in me by following me and not asking any questions and showing me that he can be a good secret follower. Is there going to be a, uh, <laughs> a retreat at some point? Because I've been through a couple of those before. Mm. I'm good there's at icebreakers. There's the many retreat? retreats. Wait for the bugle noise. That's when we sound the retreat. Ah. <laughs> How, what, what weapons are you proficient in, Jonah? 
He is going to brandish an assault rifle, handgun. He seems he like re-racks it. He's quite equipped for that sort of wow. stuff. Let me go through his his list. Yeah, he's best at handguns and brawling, but he's also proficient <laughs> in shoulder arms. Well, that's that's pretty impressive. Do you have well, a listen. therapist you could recommend me? Oh Jesus Christ. Uh, normally, that'd be covered under our corporate insurance policy. I can get you a bloody therapist if you need a therapist, Jarax. But I mean, okay, but Jonah is very kitted out, and I think quite impressive, honestly, the fact that he's managed to retain so much humanity, despite the fact that he is literally a walking tank. Did you hear that, Jonah? Jarax said something really nice about you. This little smile, like, his eyes don't move, but his, the, the edges of his mouth just go... <laughs> <laughs> all right he's the best all right i don't like it does monarch feel like this like, like the a dog when when a family brings a newborn child to the home <laughs> like the dog is not getting like enough this. attention i don't like this whole situation here who the hell is this asshole why do they give you an asshole to follow you around why is that asshole still alive and why is this asshole trying to get us killed again there is a lot of questions here many okay? assholes there's a lot of assholes and what that usually means is a lot of douches and natalie we spoke about this what do we do to a douche okay we Another did douche. speak about this but remember a it was douche. more about anatomy and less about what we do with douches. <laughs> it was just kind of like an instructional conversation not we like encouragement for this vernacular we rip no I've, I've heard that one, but it was a G, not a D. <laughs> it doesn't matter, uh, Jebediah, whether it's uh, uh, a, a, a douche or a gooch, you rip it, okay? What does this have to do with anything? Yeah, I, I don't know. Monarch, Monarch. I just know I don't like it, and then Monarch's going to go in the corner and get along with him? Uh, no, I'm going to go over to Monarch, and I'm going to whisper to Monarch. I'm going to be like, I don't trust that big, burly bastard either. Listen to me, Monarch. If he so much as sniffs without Natalie's permission, I want you to shoot him right in the fucking face. At that moment, he his forehead wrinkles. He can't hear what you're saying. He just kind of goes... Not even with the cyber audio suite? Good point. Still well, entering his stats it. onto a character sheet, so... <laughs> mm. I'm, looking I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get Monarch on, you know, to feel like he still has a role within the party. Like, he, he's the one that's going to protect us I did, I did if misspeak. he goes rogue. Jonah does not have proficiency in shoulder arms. He is a specialist in hand-to-hand -hand combat and pistols. Mm, no, right, right. I think you guys got this thing under control. You know, I got, look, Jarex, just come with me. I got a question to ask you. Whatever you got going on with this uh, thing, that's on you. What are you talking I'm about? I'm good. Uh, come here, come here, come here, Papa. I got to talk to you real fast. Okay, my uh, I found this, and I show him the chip. Mm. Is that the chip we found in Oro's room? Shut up, Natalie! Oh, you found this in Oro's room. <laughs> yes. Interesting. I was, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna get there. Obviously, you're gonna share, but presumably, you should put it in the computer. This is why? Oh my God! Why is she yelling all the way across the room? Anyway, Jared, look, this is this is the thing. All right, and I'm gonna hand him the chip. They want this, and at a note that said. You're more right than you know. They don't have a common enemy, but they have common obstacles. Mm. 
this will help. So we got to find out what the hell's in this chip. I don't know anything about computers. Could I, could I plug this into my head? Do you have an internal chip dock as one of your uh, cyber pieces? I don't believe you do. Maybe I don't. Is there a PC around here that I could chuck it into? Yeah, there is. Okay. Let's... Uh, it doesn't have its own network architecture, so it's not something... It doesn't have its own, you know, AR architecture. It's just something you'd plug into a computer. Uh, I mean, that's fine, I guess, right? We don't want it, whatever's in here leaking out into some sort of network or getting corrupted. Um... Mm -hmm. Yeah. The question is, do we want to find out what this is now, or do we want to go over the details of this uh, property acquisition that we're supposed to be going over in a couple I would of be, hours? I would be waiting until you... I mean, we 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 have still many hours before that, so I was going to wait until you had finished that before I drag everybody to the, well, the like, room to present you know what, my guys? pitch. I think you all have this locked down. You got, you got Natalie's new Guardian Boy toy. You don't need me anymore. What are you talking about, Monarch? I mean, I need, I need, I, you know, I, I have to figure this out. You, you know, you are I one have of the figure out greatest snipers in Red Sky City. Your, your legend spread so far that if you weren't with us on the mission, I would feel a great sense of loss. Can we do an acting check from for? Uh, <laughs> for our I mean, sure. Uh, if if he's if he's not being sincere, then yes, sure. I mean, this is definitely would, not this being be, sincere. This, so. is, this, is, this is sincere because uh, his, the, the way I'm trying to role play this, this man who is one point away from cyber psychosis is that all of his thought processes is like entirely logical and what will ensure the best chances of success in terms of like percentages. We want Monarch on the mission. How do I get him onto the mission? Well, flattery. That's how humans usually do it. Um, is what I'm saying correct in some ways does jarek's personally feel it probably not but i mean it's gonna get him on the job presumably all right all right fine yeah i get it you need me you need my my keen tactical mind and my ability to shoot motherfuckers in the face and rip out some gooches so i get it you know mr gooch <laughs> ripper Mr. Shut up, Mr. Jim. Mr. Good, I know you're having a lovely time over there with the robot man, but we really need to, we really need to get this task uh, underway. I mean, do you mind all meeting me in the room so well, that is this I can the presentation room? Yeah, I'm gonna present Literally my uh, my findings to you guys, and uh, we we need to come up with some kind of plan. I've been working on a PowerPoint presentation that I'm willing to display to all of you, detailing my exact plan of action. Okay, well, let me, allow me to present the, uh, the well, I, you wouldn't have a plan at this point because you don't know what the hell is going on. So I, I would share, I would share the uh, information that I have to the rest of the group and then allow others to take the floor. And at this point, I'm imagining it's what, the afternoon? So we have, yeah. I mean, how long would it take to drive out to the Nomad Territories? Let, let's say that you guys time. have an hour, you have two hours to make your plan, gather your gear and go. Right. Simplicity's sake. Are we going to unblindfold Jonah? No, no, and I make him sit facing the wall in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm explaining what the situation is, the stake we have, the fact that we have an anonymous, on a, uh, an anonymous vehicle that I need to pick up within the next two hours. So we have two hours to hash out a plan 
and we can basically only use the equipment we have unless it's very easily accessible. Okay. Mm. Here's my plan. So I'm going to boot up the old PowerPoint presentation and go to slide number one, which says how to acquire hardware from a moving convoy in the desert with limited resources. And you've pre-made this presentation. He did most of the editing inside of his own cyberware and then yeah. just exported it. Mm. As, you, the as you were saying this. Up and the animations didn't make the jump. Yeah, as you were saying this, I like I was building it as you were giving me. I was building the information, just building it up. Oh, that's like incredible. Looks. Okay, second slide. First, we must find a location, point A, point B. Where is the vantage point of where we are going to be setting our trap? To catch a bunny rabbit, you must first have the bait. And what better bait than a road? Any questions? <laughs> Yeah, I'm did sorry, you make this PowerPoint you in your mind? And is that something you can get installed, or is that just something you learned to do? Yes. Next question. <laughs> did you just did you did you just say a road? That's your plan, is a well, road. Okay, so hear me out here. We know they're going to be going from point A to point B. We know the actual location and road that they're going to be taking. Now, our job is going to be scoping out a location of which we are going to be performing said, I don't want to use the word heist, but heist. I'm going to say the acquisition of the property. It's a little bit kinder, I suppose, in terms. It's all very on the up and up, my pet. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. At the acquisition of property. So we know the point A to point B. We know the rough area of which they're going to be coming through. Now, I... I do think what we should do is, you know, you know, the, you know, the, the police force. I'm aware you know, of the authorities, you know, the yes. You know, when they're, they're, they're trying to trap an unruly driver on the roads, but they have those little spiky things that they unroll onto the roads. Okay. Spike, uh, what is it? Um, spike strips. Oh, yeah, they call them spike traps. Spike trips. Spike, spike, spike traps. Spike trips. Yeah, well, yeah. considering the cargo, the, the, the thing that we are trying to acquire is quite fragile, I figured that we can't really use any explosives, uh, at least to try and stop this moving vehicle. The best course of action is going to be trying to destroy the tires. So, I think here's how we do this. Monarch, I will have you posted on the mountainside. This is going to be taking place in the desert, isn't it? Yeah, we don't yeah. want to let them get into the mountains. Big open stretch. Okay, lovely. Monarch, you're going to be posted up about 500 meters before the actual entry point and by entry point i mean the point of which we are going to be laying down the, the the spike trap uh you're going to be on the radio system and you're going to be calling us when you spot the target moving now you're going to be in a position where you'll be able to lay down covering fire but also give us ample time to lay down the spike trap so that we don't get some civilians caught into this trap in the first place when you give us a signal we will lay down the spike trap and we will try and camouflage ourselves by the side of the road hoping that by the time the car gets there, its tires will pop, it will be forced to stop in the road, and we can then take action and get the jump on them as they're trying to uh, jump out and escape from the vehicle. How does this sound so far? Everybody on the same page? I have a uh, few issues with this. What? Go, and then I'll share my plan. Go, go ahead, Josh. Spike Our strip medium. within two hours. Feasible, but we don't know whether the uh, we don't know what the actual vehicle that they're using looks like. We don't know whether it has armored wheels. We don't know whether it's susceptible to that kind of thing. A literal blockage in the middle of the road would be more effective at stopping the vehicle and allowing us to get close to it, in my opinion, rather than some kind of spike right. trap. Let me just say my my plan real fast. Is it Do you actually have a PowerPoint? Is uh, no, I don't, uh, <laughs> because I'm going to be real with you, Jerax. Badass motherfuckers don't need PowerPoint. 
Preparation so is the key to do. victory. And this is plenty preparation, all right? Here's a few things that we do have, given our limited resources and the time that we have to work with this, okay? One, we have a banged-up vehicle that looks like it could be considered roadkill. Two, we have a corpo girl who can clearly act as bait. Three, we have me who can snipe from a far distance and because of, you know, Jebediah over there, we now have the bodyguard and we can also utilize your grip. So my belief in what we do is, do we know what kind of vehicle it is? Do we know how many people is there? Is it a convoy? Like how, how many individuals are we talking about? It's not, not a, a combo. Convoy. It's a, it's a single vehicle. We don't know how. We don't Armored know how truck. armored. Yeah, we don't know how armored the truck is actually going to be. We don't know the specifics of it. Right. There's a bunch of different types that it could be, but it's gonna be susceptible for us stopping it and being able to get inside it. But we also need to be able to steal the car and and take it away. We're not gonna be able to transport oh, you the want items. To steal the car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're not yeah. gonna be able to. We're not going to be able to transport the contents Why not? in our own car. I don't know, because presumably it's locked inside, and that is a process that's going to take a while. And so stealing the entire vehicle is the only safe way to be able to transport it all. Imagine if it's locked down inside, and we would have to take a time to like break into the vehicle itself and take the contents out. That's way too much time to be just out in the middle of the open air. Okay, that's why here's what I think we do. We played uh, as if Natalie's smart car broke off and broke down in the middle of the road. Natalie and Jim will be in the vehicle. Jonah could be there as well, but it would be a little suspicious. Anyway, I didn't factor this into my brainstorm. Uh, you need PowerPoints. Well, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is, Jerax, okay? I don't have the capability to do freaking, you know, graphics and clip art in my brain. Anyway. Does Maybe Clippy just live inside Jarex's head? Trying to, <laughs> trying to woosah here. Do you need some yeah. help? Uh, <laughs> Looks like you're trying so... to plan a heist. <laughs> <laughs> Let me help you. Uh, okay. So There's some interesting do... facts about armored cars that might help. Oh, dear God. I can't with these, these, these techno people. Anywho, here's what we do. Natalie, you, we, we just, you know, maybe plan a little smoke bomb in your in your car make it seem like it's smoking so that this way we have you know we have to destroy the vehicle Hold leave on. it on this we block the road with it as if it broke down not, that will hopefully stop the armored car they're just gonna drive around it yeah we're gonna we, have to obstruct the entire road well right? we find a part of the we find a part between the nomad territories where they aren't able to drive around it There'll, there'll be some areas that are either close, narrow paths with mm. steep cliffs on like either side, some areas with rocks. A valley so there'll, system. There'll be something where they can't just drive around the side. Mm -hmm. We can't count on them being good people wanting to stop and help either. We should look like we have a bounty with us. Well, <laughs> I mean, I would think that if they see a nice, well-dressed girl like yourself stuck, in the middle of the road with a smoking vehicle. They're not stopping. Them, no, they ain't stopping. They're, they're more likely to. So? They're more likely to plow through. It'll just give us a little bit of time to be able to, uh, to, to think, get onto the vehicle. 
Tires are tires. If we get some spike traps, and listen, one spike trap, two spike traps, get as many as you can, because we'll just lay them out. And then if they try and keep going, they're just going to get stuck in the tires. They're not going to be able to drive. Listen, I don't, I don't care if cars have advanced. I don't care. They're, they're, it'll stop. Alternative plan. Drive up alongside the vehicle with, with our own anonymous vehicle. Grapple gun onto the vehicle itself. Hole into the gas tank so that it, it runs out of fuel. Take control of the vehicle. Patch up the hole that we made. Fill it back full of gas. Boom. We're out. You're not factoring in the, the people that are in the vehicle. How many people are in the vehicle? Oh, we kill those people. We're not what about the tracking kill someone baselessly? Not, oh, we absolutely are. I mean, if you think we're going to be able to do that car heist without killing those people, you are, you are insane. You are the most naive, pure, innocent solo in the world. Acquisition of property. Car heist plus murder. That's what we're in for here, folks. If you ain't, if you ain't about it, stay at home. All right. Jonah's ears. Fine by me. <laughs> so, how are we gonna I'm get over the, the tracking murder. chip problem? That's your job. You're the net runner. Well, well, okay. Here's what I suggest then. So they're gonna be realizing something's wrong if the car stops for a period of time, and they're gonna probably be calling them up on radio to ensure that. You know, hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, this needs to be a fast Hence operation. The gun. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Here's my proposal. <laughs> we get a tracking chip installed in our car. Okay. In the anonymous car. I'm with you so far. We tail them within range of hacking distance. We transfer the GPS ID over to our vehicle and keep driving to ensure, Jim, this will be your job because you're useless in combat, to, to ensure that they don't get alerted to the car stopping. Then we enact one of the, one of the three plans. Does yeah, anybody still I think have that's a good idea. Gina's number? Who's, I mean, who's Gina? Gina, it's... Who's Gina? Gina, we played cards with her. Every she lived day with you months. for years. The darling, one floor below you had the turtle. Anyway, I've had multiple know. personality shifts within seven days, <laughs> and multiple life-altering events in seven days. I can't remember Gina. Well, I remember uh, Gina. I hope she doesn't remember you. That would be heartbreak for the poor woman. She put up a good fight for this building. And I dropped her off somewhere along the Nomads camp route. And I do wonder, if we're talking about stealing a vehicle but having it not stop, they are pretty good at that if the magazines I've read are true. So maybe we can enlist the help of the Nomads who might have some techniques for this sort of thing. Can I call Gina? You could. See if she's available in the next two hours. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's very quick. I mean, if you get in touch with Gina... I'm down. I think the most simple plan. The, the most simple plan is to grapple gunning. Grapple gunning is not simple. That's quite complicated. I think the most simple plan is to Very tail simple. the car. Grapple gunning is simple not and not complicated. Then why is it the solution to every single one of your guys' problems? Exactly. Grapple it's very simple. Gun comes through. We need. We need. Okay. Uh. So we need. 
So we have three vehicles, or we have two vehicles, right? You are going to have the anonymous oh. vehicle that you're being provided with. You have your own smart car that yep. belongs to Natalie. You've got three road bikes. You've got Jim's bike, a Red Chrome Legion bike in perfect condition, and uh, Babylon's bike, which is a little bit roughed up. We could literally wait for them, set off on the road a little behind them, catch up to them. We could surround them if we wanted to and ensure that we take over the vehicle. What, as soon as we've hacked it to ensure that they don't realize that the, anything's gone The crucial gone part is the hacking, is the hacking, because that, that determines how much time we have. We need to be able to transfer the GPS ID over to a vehicle that's going to carry on the, the route, essentially. Yeah. Um, and at that point, we can stop them, we can grapple gun onto them, we can do whatever the hell we want. Okay, so how about this? Like you guys complicated this so much. We just need to get them out of the car, and I'll shoot them. Well, no, no, because we'll, we'll disable they're them never going to get out of the car. If though. We, they're not going to get out of the car for anything. Like if they're developed, if... force them out of. So they're at no point are these people ever going to get out of their vehicle for no well, reason. Well, so they will if the car it, is disabled. Okay, then. So we can but, but we can the also issue is if we disable, disable the vehicle. If we disable the vehicle. We need to do it in a way that's non-threatening to the cargo inside because it's fragile. We also need to do it in a manner such that if we stop it without transferring over the, the GPS or disabling the GPS, if we end up disabling the GPS, they're going to know something's wrong and backup is going to be presumably immediately called. So the, way I, the only way I see that we succeed in this is that we need to get the chip transferred over in, in transit before they even realize that something's going on. And then but once that's not going to happen. We're never going to be able to get it transferred before they know. What anytime someone's tailing them, anytime someone's tailing them on an open desert road, they're going to know some shit's going down. Hence why I believe... How busy is the road? if we create... The roads are not stop. busy between nomad territories. Why not? You've got, you've, you've got an armored truck and someone else speeding up behind them. They are going to know, bro. So just to give you guys a little context, the nomads protect transportation. Like... The open roads, it's Mad Max out there. You've got road gangs. You've got, like, desert winds blowing over because most of the U.S. has been turned into a dust bowl. You've got uh, Lord Humongous and his dudes chilling out there raiding convoys. When nomads travel, they travel in huge groups armed to the teeth to survive. The nomads are, so, if you, they do security, allowing transportation and goods to pass through. So when you're traveling through the open desert, unless you're in nomad, even if you're in nomad territory, you've got one eye open, but like you are expecting to get attacked. You were expecting okay. um, Morton Joe to roll so, up on you. So this is taking place at night, mm -hmm. right? So here's my plan. Here's how I see this going down. I think Monarch is stationed up in a vantage point where he can fire down on them with his sniper rifle scope, okay? I think we have a car with the lights off waiting for Monarch to give the call to ensure that they're nearby. We're, what we're going to do is we're going to try and tail them with the lights off so that, again, we're not going to be obvious, but within hacking range to ensure that we can transfer over the, the chip um, to, to our vehicle. I'll be in that vehicle while this is going on. Uh, when that happens, as soon as the, the, chi the, the chip is transferred, that's when we would strike on the vehicle, whether that's spike traps or a grapple gun or whatnot, I don't know. But we need to ensure the chip is still moving as well. Yeah, it can't, it can't be anything that stops the vehicle, though, because then we would have to time it perfectly. Do we still it's it's got to be a live whilst driving heist. 
Do I know Do I know how long it would take to transfer like a GPS ID like that, Joe? If you clone it sufficiently, and I believe Jim, you still have some homing beacons, right? That you might be able to modify for I do, this yeah. purpose. I have a homing beacon. Yeah. Uh, if you pull this off with the right program, you could do it pretty fast. But it's all a question about how fast can you break encryption. Mm. Also, this is this chip is not likely to have its own huge network infrastructure. So you could use your implants to do it, but you won't be entering the matrix for this one. It, it'd more be like you're just rolling up and then trying yeah. to gain access to this one little system. Okay. Me and Monarch, grab, so you're in the car behind. Natalie's driving. You're in the car. GPS gets hacked. Me and Monarch grapple onto the vehicle itself. I I use my breaking and entering kit to open the uh, the roof. You're going Bust to grapple the onto the car. Yeah, obviously. How? What else do you want to do? We grapple onto the armored truck. We break in through the roof. Uh, Monarch kills the people who are inside. We take over driving of the vehicle. We reroute the vehicle. Bish bash bosh. We got the we got the contents. Monarch, you talk about all those documentaries you watched about driving cars, driving them fast, driving them alongside each other, and heisting them and stealing them. Uh, is is there any way we could do like a switch off that you've encountered? Uh, well, I mean, there is a possibility that we could simply just transfer the GPS over to the anonymous car and. At that point, we force the vehicle to, to to stop, and then and then and then we just let that car keep going, let let that vehicle be the thing, and then I'm hearing uh I'm hearing uh, Jim just devouring kibble in the process, and I'm just like Jim, can you please, for the love of all things sacred, stop eating kibble while we're planning this damn mission? Sorry, I, when I get nervous, I need to snack. <laughs> hate you how's the you orange God. maple by the way mm, it's really missing the orange juice oh, oh okay. by the way, one one last point i want to yep. make clear here jim the anonymous car is on loan it is an anonymous vehicle not a disposable vehicle oh yeah we're we're at some point this is only to buy us time we're not just gonna because also, there's someone that needs to be in that vehicle to drive it. What are you going to do? Drive to the mountains and just be like, hey, ho, how's it going, guys? Not your fortified compound. What's going on? At some point, we have to disable the tracker and start heading back anyway. But, but the tracker will be switched over. And by the time the heist is pulled off, the car will, they won't have realized anything's going wrong. It can only buy us, like, it no, can't really buy us that much time anyway. Why? Because there always has to be someone driving that anonymous vehicle. Yeah, and one person can be driving that vehicle. But and that's the same as if we were just driving the other truck. I mean, they're going to no. respond to the tracker no matter where it is. And if the tracker is the truck or the tracker is yeah, the anonymous yeah, but, vehicle. But that's... What are you, what's your point? It, the, it buys well, us How does this time. buy us any time at all? You don't understand how it buys us time? We're, okay, so we, we're driving alongside it. We transfer the chip over. Okay. Yeah. Sure. They don't realize anything's wrong. No, no backup's going to be coming. Okay. The, nope. the, the car, our car, the anonymous car with the new, with the new cloned chip, then be uh, begins to just carry on down the exact same track that the armored car would be taking. Then we begin the heist on the armored car, which means that even yep. if we stop it and disrupt it, help will not be called until 
we give the go-ahead by which point the car the cloned car the cloned chip car would have dro driven i don't know miles out of way away from yep. where the heist has actually yeah, taken yeah, yeah. place and if they try and send help like a convoy then it, it, it's it's too late they're going to be going in on a dead position where the heist didn't take place yep yeah yeah we just need to immediately as soon as we've called the the as soon as the heist is successful that anonymous vehicle needs to disable the chip and turn around yeah or just leave the chip at the last known location sure yeah that's and let also them fine. go there well athletics get it out the window yeah yep but my my concern and and please understand this is that i'm supposed to take your bald ass grapple onto oh you don't car. have to hold me like a child i mean at the rate we're going at probably i've got and my own then, grapple gun wonderful so I, like so now i need to rely on your bald ass to get on top of this thing see i'm not worried about me but i know that you you're gonna mess something up because that no. seems to be very on brand for you Mr. i've never Fingers. missed a grapple gun in my life have you hit a grapple gun in a moving target have you ever hit a moving target i could grapple it well if you if we're both moving at the exact same rate actually i'm not shooting at a moving target i'm shooting so, at a stationary before, target before we get into this are all four of you in the anonymous loan vehicle or are you in multiple vehicles? <clears throat> I have Jonah with me. Oh, uh, also we're tracking. We're tagging at night. We have all these red chrome legion motorcycles. I don't mm -hmm. suppose we'd want to throw them off our scent a little further by doing a little cosplay. Mm. Natalie's like, ooh, trying to sell it with the shoulders. Okay, you know what? I'll just yeah. take my car. Come on, Jonah. Did we? <laughs> it's it's gonna look weird. I, I, but uh, why? They're not. What are they gonna be calling in? That actually isn't a bad idea, though. It, yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, we don't have any uniforms, though. We didn't pick any up, did we? We, we just, could just... You just wear generic military We just wear gear. generic clothing. The, the, yeah. the, You've the, got the, generic, generic military stuff. gear. Yeah, the, absolutely. The red and the chrome is going to be the main thing. Yeah. Uh, I like red that idea. Metallic spray paint. But the, who is actually going to be on the so I need to be in the car. bikes? Someone needs to be driving the, the right, car. Here's, here's what I'm going to do, guys. I am going to take us momentarily to the desert roadmap that I've got prepared. I'm going to put you and your vehicle pool down so you can assign locations, vehicles, etc. Mm. And I will let you, we'll do this with visual aids. So let me just move you guys to the right layer, assign everybody to where you want to be, token layer. I've hidden all of my nefarious things. All right. Oh, And you, there it is. Yeah, perfect. This is a generic desert road map. Let me give you the rest of your bikes. So that is one of the Red Chrome Legion bikes. Here is Babylon's bike. It hasn't been fixed yet, but it's still mostly functional. It's actually, yeah, it's fine. And then we'll get Jim's bike. At some point, I will differentiate these, but... But we can't really take the bikes because someone would have to still carry on riding them. <laughs> we all really have to be in the anonymous vehicle no i think what we can do is if you guys are in the anonymous vehicle i could roll up on the bike from behind from off the side of the road and i roll up on the bike and i make my way in between it doesn't make sense to have the anonymous vehicle. we're, we're already going to be out there but you can't jump onto the armored truck if you're riding a motorbike the bike will just spin off into the desert well, I don't need the bike at that point. I'm trying to get the damn. Uh, I'm trying to get in don't, uh, don't on, on, on the car. Don't we, yeah. well, why would we sacrifice a bike? Why wouldn't we all just be in the 
anonymous vehicle. What? I could drive you. You could hop off the back of my bike. Yeah, Natalie, do you, do you want to be our the getaway driver? And if you okay, so the way I see this playing out is we have Natalie as the getaway driver or the driver of the anonymous car. With there's going to be the container for the clone ship. I'm going to be riding in the passenger seat, and I'm going to be working on a hacking process. Hopefully, with them not noticing, because we're going to be tailing them with our lights off. Um, by the time the hack is completed, we'll give the signal to you guys who are going to be in the back of the car, and then you will grapple onto the moving vehicle. We'll pull up next to them, and we'll keep driving past. Um, but you guys need to grapple onto it. At that point, me, Natalie, and maybe Jonah as well, if Jonah's going to be tagging along for the ride, will be driving along the route so they don't think anything's wrong with the situation. You two are going to be grappled onto the car. Now, I have no idea what your plan is when you're on the car, but you seem to think you're going to be able to stop it. Yeah. No, I like I like that plan. It just means that none of us can be on motorbikes, unless Jonah drives a motorbike next to us. Oh my! Motorbikes, that idea. motorbikes allowed though as well. Like I, I think the loud. point of this is to avoid suspicion. Yeah, we're in the middle of a desert. Right, but but we need heist. to get close enough without we need to get close enough to them driving with the lights off so that I can perform the hack. And as soon as the hack is done, that's when we're all going guns blazing. But until then, they need to know that nothing's wrong, so they don't call in help. They literally, they, their car doesn't stop. There's nothing out of the ordinary. All they see, if they're tracking the GPS on a map, is a continued smooth path and transition for the car go from point A to point B. Yep. All right. I've, I've given you guys my opinion as the combat expert. No one listened to it. What was oh, your go opinion? Go ahead and run we with your, your no, What was no, your plan? We're good. We're good. What was your, we're we're going to go ahead and do I think your this plan, thing. though, would, would have caused them to have called in backup because we would have been stopping the car. Here's my takeaway. <laughs> Clearly, whatever this thing is, right, they don't want people to know what's going on. They're not going to send a sea of backup to get this thing, okay? They're gonna, they'll, they'll probably respond after the fact. They're going to require check-ins. It'd be kind of... Uh, weird to not expect that any of the people that are going to be driving this vehicle which by the way we don't know how many people there are so just assume that i'm going to jump on top of this car and shoot everyone in the face with a shotgun i don't see how that is going to happen but you know we're, we just have we're to stop the there. car hold Go on through the roof hold on so next problem is the fact that once we act we, we are relying okay if we have miss frizz here it'll totally work out no, we do not. Okay, we got Jack, and then we have you know the the, the guy who's cosplaying as a netrunner. Okay, so if if I I'm able see... to speak to a netrunner in these two hours, I'm sure they can send the program my way that could speed up this process. They could for a price, which is a worthwhile price. All right, like I said, you know what. Because I care about you guys, even though I was totally going to ditch you because I have my other problems to worry about, I will go ahead and help out. But I'm just going to tell you right now, tactically speaking, this plan is dumb. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think well, well, the only other option that you presented was Rachel, uh, Natalie stands there by the side of the road and says, oh, please help. I just need them to get that. out so I could shoot one of the, so I could shoot them in it with us. We, I wanted to extract them from the vehicle, shoot them from a safe position. We then either stick them up right at the car, 
at which point they don't have an option because they're not going to expect it. If we actually surround the vehicle, okay, and then oh God, it's moving. The, we're assuming that they're that they're not going to stop. At of course, they're not going to stop. Time. All right, then. So then go ahead. So then go go ahead. But I I genuinely do believe that they would. You can't stop between nomad territories. You you're just asking to get killed. Yeah, and if they see a corporal girl in the middle of the road, they are are they not going to be concerned? No, not even slightly. These are these are goons on a higher job. Yeah, goons are stupid. They they the only reason they goes, stop is to oh. rob her. All right, so then we'll go ahead and do your plan. All right, um, Jim, roll an operator check. Unless you happen to know a netrunner offhand, Jerax. But... I mean, Miss Frizz? All right, yeah, you could you could just wire... If you wire Miss Frizz 100 eddies, she can hook you up with a cloning program that it just needs to connect, and you'll be good to go. But it's a one-shot thing. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead you and add that. You buy six of them? So, <laughs> so by one-shot thing, you mean if it fails, then that's it? Mm-hmm. So and the and the the success rate is based on my interface check, but you'll get a bonus on this. Okay. Uh, okay. Miss Frizz, being an expert on this, says like, look, this is a clone. I it should work. Like, unless this thing is encrypted, you know, some some absolutely out yeah. the end stuff, you should be fine. Okay. Little drive by cloning. I'm going to make sure that Kelly knows to add 100 eddies to her character sheet. Uh, all right. So, where's you have that program. Put yourself on your vehicle so I can remove things from the vehicle pool that you don't need. Uh, let's go one by one. Jerax, you're in the car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll be in the passenger seat. Great. Natalie, you're driving, right? I'm driving, and I'm explaining all of this to Jonah, but using the word team building and exercise and group a lot. Yep. Of course. This this is a uh, this is an acquisition. I've studied these. Monarch. Got to learn today. Where are you? Um, wherever they want me to be. <laughs> Where do you guys want them? to You'll get to right. shoot a lot of people in the face, Monarch. Cheer up. <laughs> Not Sweet about that. Not like, about that. Under a tarp on top of the car, so you can just like up and then just <laughs> every, flap, everything just we do. Everything we do falls apart because of some ridiculous plan from Jerax and Jim, and this when time it will be no different. Not worked. Uh, you tried to put pants on your head. So you keep this recalling point, this one example. You won that fight. I mean, yeah. listen. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why. You keep you keep pulling us back to that one moment where you began a war <laughs> oh, with okay. the bozos. How about the time that you wore a clown outfit? Yep. And for no reason. Yep. No, because for it a very did not good come reason. in handy at all. For it, 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 it helped me. It, it didn't. It did come in. It did come in it handy. Didn't. Do you remember no, the clown? You immediately got spotted. No, you remember the clown you came up to me and didn't shoot me, and then I knocked him out. I remember a clown with a chainsaw trying to saw the shit out of you. No, you remember at the beginning, the beginning of the operation when uh, I was sneaking around to try and access the 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 the, the entry point to hack in, and a clown mm. saw me, and I did a little mm. bit of acting. I went. Doo -doo 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 and then come here <laughs> and then i knocked him out you remember it, it came in handy yeah no you're right you're right it did, it uh, did. your plans have always whatever. been perfect all right put me wherever you need me to be jim where are you 
Uh, I'm with Monarch in the back of the truck. Do we have space in this truck? Is it just a full person? It's going to get a little crowded. It's going to be. It's, I would. It's, it's more like a, like a normal sedan. Not a, um, not really a family car or anything like that. Okay, I'd like to I'd like to suggest that Jonah driving a motorbike further behind us to come and provide some extra assistance if things get scrappy in the truck because because uh, Natalie and uh, Jarex are just going to have to keep driving no matter what. So I'd like some. Uh, I'd like Jonah to be back up at the back if possible. I pitch this to Jonah as by far the safest choice because two vehicles are better than one. And if this busts up, we might need to get me out of here, Jonah. Um, I don't know how the rest of them are going to get out of here. Yeah, but, keep in uh, mind, you hired a bodyguard, not a driver. He mm, can drive. Does he but drive? He can't do anything fancy. Mm. He's also not mm. too keen on the idea of being in a separate vehicle from you. Hmm. Yeah, guys, he doesn't want to go. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, that's fine. You I'll, can, uh, I'll you go can, in the trunk, I guess. I can travel on the roof of the car. It's all right, so can I. I that'll just allow me to grapple easier. <laughs> I do you, hope this car doesn't get broken down in the desert. <laughs> you could legitimately stuff someone in the trunk. Oh, actually, Jax, how about we go in a... Oh, no, no. fuck it. The, yeah, we'll just all stick in this truck. What is the I'm gonna grappling take a, plan? I'm like, going to take an extra grapple Am I supposed to drive gun, in though? front of it, and then you guys are going to, like, pop open the doors in the back and, like, run I think we can just grapple onto the side of it, right? And climb okay, onto this, the roof? This, this... But from the back of the truck. Well, why doesn't... Yeah. Why, can we get Jonah to give us information of when the car's coming? Because we're supposed to be sitting off by the side with our lights off, are we not? Like, how do we yeah. know when the car is coming? You want him to be lookout? We'll be able to see it, won't we? We, we need a... Well, might not be the car. But I mean, I, I have like 20 times teleoptics. Okay, okay. I can see when a car fair is enough, fair coming. Enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. All right, so is your plan to park the car out in the desert, off the side of the road with the lights off, ready to intercept and cut it off ahead or pull in behind it? Pull in pull behind, behind I believe. Yeah. yeah. Pull in behind, catch up to it, hack it, grapple onto it. Okay. All right. Now, last but not least, I want the Monarch to make a tactics check. <laughs> this is to select your terrain and see if you can find terrain that fits your needs. So tell me what kind of terrain you want, then roll tactics. We'll see if you get it. Well, what kind of terrain we want? I don't, you know, this is your guys' knuckleheaded plan, so I'm, I'm just trying to... I think we, because we're not trying to stop the vehicle, we want terrain that if they swerve off the road as we're fighting, we don't all plunge to our deaths. I think. I think that what, what, what you, you're looking for you is just want open. You just want open plain with a road. I think we're looking for a valley. No, no, no. That was the original plan if we were going to block the road. But but it's but still a good idea. But if we're in a valley and they swerve as we're shooting them in the face, <laughs> and then they crash. Kind of fucked then, aren't we? I'd rather it, I think it'd make more sense for it to be for what we're trying to accomplish. <laughs> it'd be an open road, you know, think of like, uh, you know, a simple desert with, you know, like those blotches of shrubbery okay. all over the place, you know, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe like a slight, you know, 
surrounded by downhill surrounded thing. by cactuses so that if they do go off road it punctures their tires i just want to point back out to the original alex does plan. not drive a car and i'm just thinking about everything i've ever driven everywhere i've driven it and no that's not the idea <laughs> okay then so then so no on, i was thinking on. i was thinking something cinematic but all right fair enough we just want a flat ass road that's what okay. we're going for you do not have flat to, road you do not have to roll to get a flat road there's plenty of flat road in eastern california yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. Right? Is that what everyone wants? You all want a flat road? Yes. yes Listen, no, it's up to you, so. Monic. This is your plan. LA River bank sides. I want to go zoom zoom. <laughs> Was that the remake no, of the Italian job? Uh, Where they drive through like, like the, the flood channels? That's dope, but I just mean those open, like, the LA River, you know? It's yeah, all yeah, flat yeah. and empty. There's no water in it because it's LA, and then the mm. sides are kind of. But I'm just speaking my ideal, Alex. You tell me what I'm driving on. I think it's just a flat, flat road, road. a regular-ass flat road, because I'm trying to get this stuff and get out of here. So here we go. Flat road. All right. A few hours go by as you drive out of Night City, through the overpacked suburbs, through the various nomad territories. The sun goes down. The sky is a brilliant crimson red as the particulates from the fallout of the Fourth Corporate War still paint the atmosphere itself. Sun sets over the Pacific Ocean, now out of sight. You've gone over enough hills, you're out in the Badlands. There's the occasional pathetic shrub uh, and just blowing dust from time to time. Sit out here in an old washed, where once there was a river during the floods, hasn't happened for a long time. Sitting there, sun goes down, gets dark. Jonah's trying to fit in the back of the car with his huge broad shoulders, just sort of shrinking his neck in, make sure he doesn't have to sit up against there stretches out a couple of crickets come out and chirp hours go by jim slowly munches on pieces of kibble one by one <laughs> in the silence and then finally jim to see how far in advance you have give me a perception check at plus two because of your cyber optics could i check this as well with my cyber optics you did recently get cyber optics give me that roll 19 Ah, uh, 22. 22. Alright. Wowee. So the two of you spot something coming down the road. Pair of headlights. Moving fast. Got the profile of an armored car for sure. Big old mm. thing. Do I see anything behind Here's it? Here's the problem, though. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Here's the problem, though. There's a bike behind it. Man, I feel like we should have buried something in the road. Also, I do want to point out that we did refill all our grappling hooks. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, can we can we identify anything about the person riding the bike or what the bike looks like, like Red Chrome Legion or any other affiliation on the truck or the bike? Honestly, oh, are you muted. muted again? I am. Everyone gains one improvement point because I was muted. Nice. Uh, he's got an assault rifle, whoever it is. Mm. But it's only one person on the back of a bike. Mm -hmm. So they're not actually useful in terms of combat while they're riding. It's not like they can shoot while riding. You but are you really shooting? don't understand how to shoot a weapon, do you? you a good luck, totally good luck a firing a, an assault rifle while riding a motorbike, the issue, mate. The issue is... I'm um, sneaking up to them with the hack. Enough time to hack them. 
We might have to take the bike out. The car As is I... approaching rapidly. Go ahead, Natalie. My plan is, when the car passes, to just pull out and immediately ram the bike off the road and then just take its spot and start following the truck. Do you think they might hear that? I mean, yeah, they might hear it, but at that point... With, with at that hack, point, we've got to go for it and just try and make the heist as quick as possible. I think we just... We've just got to pull up next to them. No. Pull up next to the bike? No, pull, up right pull out! Next to the car. In front of them. Plan. Can I immediately pull out in front of this car before it passes us? Yeah, I mean, you're at the wheel as everyone is discussing the, the, this. If you're just going to... That's fast. That, that's plan is the way to go. No, we're going to get back up on us if we don't do this hack and keep the car moving. <laughs> get ready to hack! Can I pull right, out? What direction what? are you trying... As you pull out into the road, as everyone's oh. discussing the intricacies of this, what is your approach, Natalie? Yo, we are calling this the Pennsylvania left lane driver. We are going to pull out from the exit directly into the lane in front of oncoming faster moving traffic. Then we're going to give a friendly little wave out the window like we're sorry about it. But we're going to continue at a slower rate in front of this car that clearly was already established in this lane. Gonna okay, so you're trying to force this car to slow down. What I'm yeah, hearing. but I'm trying to act mm. like I'm dumb too. Like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> there's, there's no roads here. There's a road. We're on one flat road. But, but there's yeah, no, you go there... off road. I, I assume that Natalie's swerving to like stay in front of this car. The other thing is, going off road, everyone's like, yeah, it's an open road, but like you're gonna hit rocks, you're gonna hit cacti, you're gonna hit little weird divots in the in the desert. You could lose control of your vehicle. You even though if it's flat as hell, you can't just drive in front of it. Yeah. But they're not the going to drive off. Here's the most important thing about this is that this is happening. This is happening because <laughs> Natalie's yeah. driving. It's happening now. Everybody, oh my God, Natalie! <laughs> roll for initiative. When can I'm gonna I... stay close to him. When can I start hacking? After you roll for initiative, and okay. when you're within t uh, six meters of the Vic. Oh my God! What, what, what's the reaction? Let's get initiative um, on the board first, then we'll talk. All right. <sighs> the best laid plans. <laughs> Whoops. Did you get me? Uh, no, I did I not. Let me throw you in there. Uh oh. I had a. Uh, should I roll again? It said oh. you wanted to send this result. Yeah, that's fine. I I took I took your roll. It is uh, all okay. good. It is all good. Do you want me to use nine? Jax, you, you rolled twice. We're going to use that nine. Yeah. All right. Cool. You pull out ahead of them. Monarch, you are first. Fuck. All right. Well, first things first, I got to do my combat awareness. Mm -hmm. So, because here we are. You guys are everyone. 20 meters ahead of the Vic. The plan um, is I'm use... The plan is <laughs> I'm going to use spot weakness. Okay. Um, <laughs> does this work for for vehicles as well? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I have four points, right? So I'm gonna do uh, three points in 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 into spot weakness, mm -hmm. uh, and then which gives me a plus one damage before armor uh, of your first successful attack in a round. So is that plus three? Which I don't damage? know what that means. Yeah. Uh, okay. That just means like my attack. Yeah, it means if you attack. shoot somebody, the, or the first time you hit somebody, plus three damage to that. It's great for getting okay. through armor. Yeah. Um, 
And then, uh, shoot, 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 shoot. Before you do shoot, I have a question. Is it immediately interpreted as a hostile action that my car is in front of them? And can they see us since we have the lights out, but we're, like, still a distance away? Maybe outside of their light range? It's up to them whether or not they shoot. You don't know if they interpret it as a hostile action, but now that there's a vehicle in their path, timing and reflexes are of the essence, because even if they don't mm -hmm. try to shoot you, they could hit you. So we're an initiative. Yeah. But also, Actually, you just sort it. of floored it while everyone was arguing about what to do. So the monarch may just do whatever he wants to do at yeah, this point yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. I'm gonna do four. I'm gonna put four in a spot weakness. Okay, pure maximum damage. Yeah. All right. What do you want to do? Uh. Fuck. Honestly, at this point, what's my range here? You're at twenty meters. Um, right you're gonna now. shoot it? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna shoot it. I'm just. Can I see, can I see like into the, um, using my, my amazing tactical ability, can I see the targets that are in the window from where I am, like who are driving? Um, not really. You can't see them super well, uh, because it's an armored car. Like it has windows that are designed for visibility, but also for protection. And you, they have their headlights on and you don't have your lights on. So you just see like the lights it's a tough right. shot yeah that's fine i'm not gonna go for anything this round because mm -hmm. this isn't tactically smart and none of this is smart so here we go so i'm just gonna skip my round okay all right uh they are going to swerve to try to avoid you guys they have they have a decent amount of space 60 60 feet, 20 meters. But yeah, they're going to go ahead and... Tragic. Excellent. It swerves left and right, and they don't crash, but they lose about half their speed as they just start careening out. Not out of control, but fishtailing pretty badly on the sand and the bad roads. The bike, on the other hand... Is gonna pull up. Okay, no, that would take it off the road. Oh, this guy's blocking the road pretty bad. <laughs> All right, it's it accelerates and starts pulling off to the side as if it's trying to get around the truck that it was tailing a moment ago. Jonah has his gun next to him and like right next to Jim Finger's head as he's trying to keep the damn thing stored inside the room. He's just waiting. There's no bullets flying yet. He's holding. Jerax, it's your turn. <laughs> I, uh, can I'm just I... going to push, push his gun a little bit away from my head. Can like, I uh, initiate uh, the hack? You are out of range. Even if you have I... to be within six meters, just can like... I jump just out like, of the uh, car? You've got to be shitting me. It is a moving vehicle. Oh. Even though you're not moving super fast, like it is a moving vehicle. You are within grapple gun range. Yeah. You've got to be but, kidding but me. But I don't have to... Do I have to be on the car while I'm initiating this hack? You, you don't have to be on the car, but grappling to the car would get do, you within range. Do I need to be? But but what I'm saying is like, do I have the chip on me, or is the chip in this the car? Where you need to be. The hostile tracking chip that you were trying to clone, yeah, is in the car. Right, you have but, to be within six meters of it in order to pick up the signal and clone it. But once I clone it, 
is the tracking chip on me? Is the clone chip on me, or is it clone chip in a, in the car? Is what I'm asking. So like, oh, no, if, you have the object. You have the object. But what? But if I grapple over and clone it, then I need to then get it back onto the car, right? The whole purpose of this was to yes. Yeah, so that's just not an option because it needs to be. We needs to be seamlessly moving. I see what you're talking about. Um, Natalie calls out. I'll get us closer. We're fucked. We're fucked. We're just fucked. We're just. We're just <laughs> fucked. I'm not gonna do anything. We're just fucked. Okay. The plan's <laughs> fucked. Natalie, it's your turn. What do you do? Um, I want to move over a little bit so that this other vehicle has room to pass because it might have just been a tailgater who wasn't too interested, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, what I'd like to do. Me. Yeah, I'm sure it is. It's just traffic is... late at night. Yeah, just like a little U-turn and bring the car around so we are stopped and like perpendicular right here. Is that possible? So we yep. are within six feet and we have the car mostly stopped and blocking the, the convenient divot to drive on. And we mm -hmm. have some cover in case this motorcyclist tries to attack us. So I'm going to pull over and stop and with the window still up as best as they can hear me, maybe crack a little bit like, I'm so sorry. Are you guys okay? Oh my God. It's so hard to see out here. Roll persuasion. <laughs> like this is kind of going right to the thing I said before, you know, just. It is. Natalie's <laughs> just improvised the original. You original. the Corpo girl. Ah, <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. I would like yeah. to use my luck. <laughs> I have five of it. I'm putting it all in there. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Jim, it's your turn. What do you do? Uh, how close are we now? Are we, and could you explain a bit of the speeds involved here? I'm assuming this road is not static because we've moved backwards. It's a relative thing. Correct. So if Natalie came to a complete stop, the vehicle would collide. Instead, Natalie's just sort of like pulling around to say, oh, I'm so sorry. Is this thing, it's fishtailing out of control and losing a lot of speed. The motorcycle is still moving at full speed. So right. I'd so say these two vehicles it was are originally slowly. Right, it was originally like 60, it swerved, it sounded like 30, and we're moving mm -hmm. at like 25 in front of it or something like that. So it's basically, yeah. Right, okay. Um, It'd be fairly safe to grapple to the vehicle because of your comparative momentum. Yeah, but be... we're in front of it. So I'm going to be like flying over the windscreen. So they're going to, the driver's going to see me grapple onto the vehicle Correct. at this point. Correct. Which is probably the least good way of doing this. Um, and at the moment, it does seem like they're almost going to have to come to a stop. Like, it seems like, I mean, this is pure improv, but Natalie's done a decent job here of actually making the car stop. So, for the moment, I'm not going to do anything. Okay. Monarch? Uh... I want to, like, the light has now kind of shifted. I really want to get eyes on okay. that that motorcycle roll perception come on baby oh, as you look over at the motorcycle the light goes direct from its you know headlight goes directly into your eye son of a you know i i just who the hell is in that bike my god this is frustrating oh lord natalie what have you done okay <laughs> natalie shrugs <laughs> Uh, all right, I I do nothing again. I'm I'm waiting for for the go for the go signal. Okay. The vehicle continues to. They're going to make another check to try to regain control. Actually, an easier check. Oh, they crit it. <sighs> Completely oh get back 
under control. What's the, what's the one mean? It means that they got an 11 on their roll. Because I rolled a d10, I got a 10. I get to roll an additional d10 and add it. But it doesn't bounce back on itself after that. They, they are going to, since you're only going at 25, they're going to slam on the accelerator using their momentum to come around and get out ahead of you. Oh, oh damn. They just nailed that maneuver. Hey, guys, the plan's back on. Shit. The bike is going to move to tail you now. The bike matches your speed, and it's just following you. As the armored car continues to accelerate, you can tell they're flooring it. They're trying to go, 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 and get the hell out of here. Even, they didn't open fire on you. Maybe your gambit was at least somewhat successful, but they don't care. They don't want to be here. It's Jonah's turn. Jonah is still waiting for your go, essentially. What? Would Jonah just shoot somebody in the face if I asked him to? That's a good question. You've only known him for a couple days. He's looking to He's not looking to you because your eyes are on the road, but he's just waiting for you to tell him what to do. Yeah, no, he should hang back there. He's doing the right thing. All right, he's going to chill. Jarax, it's your turn. Okay. I'm within six meters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Roll an interface check. It's time to initiate the hack. Oh, God, please don't butcher this. My interface is not very good. I'm, uh... <laughs> I guess I'm okay. just... I'm adding my luck just in case. Will that help? So this interface is not to deploy the program. This interface is to find the chip. Once you found the chip, then you're sending the program. So this isn't a one and done, you're screwed. You have determined that the chip is not in the back half of the vehicle. It's got to be somewhere in the cockpit. The plan's fucked. The plan's fucked. The plan's fucked. I'm, I'm, we're I'm, fine, we're fine. The plan we're is fine. fucked. I'm giving up on the chip. I'm giving up on this. It's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Jerax. I'm, I'm going to slap Jerax. Where, where's Calm my grappling hook? I brought a spare one because I thought this <laughs> you, might happen. Use your action to do a, essentially a scanner with your interface ability. So you, you've done that. Natalie, it's your turn. How do you want to drive? Oof, well, we uh, we failed there with the Pennsylvania pullout, so we're going to move on over to the California Necessity, which is, of course, passing on the right. So we're going to bring this car around here. Roll an operate land vehicles check to pull up alongside. They're not le There's not a whole lot of space as this thing's moving, so go ahead and roll a driving check. Oh, oh no, guys. Probably shouldn't have used that luck. Okay. Uh, you start to fishtail a little bit. Some of the oh. wheels go off the road. You lose some ground. You get like over here and you are not able to catch up with them. I have never been so embarrassed. <laughs> Jim, hey, if you looked uh... at me right now in the driver's seat, eat red. <laughs> Jim, it's your turn. Um, I, uh, I'm going to look at Monarch and Jerax and I'm going to say, I, I think we have to go for it. I, I think we just have to go for it now, right? I'm checked out. I'm, I'm playing say, Minesweeper in my fucking cyber suite. <laughs> I'm just going to say you guys are just some of the dumbest people I've ever interacted with in my life. We had a, we had a, we had actual strategies, but no. You wanted to do the moving grapple hook. Yeah, let's go ahead and do the rooming, moving grapple hook. Let's just do this. Uh I'm going to while while Monarch is complaining, 
I'm going to shoot the grapple. I'm going to open the window, get my half of my body out of the window and just, uh, while, while he's Aren't still talking in the back seat. Well, I don't know actually what the situation was, but if I'm on the roof, how am I even talking to you guys? No, so. you weren't on the roof. You were all packed into the cu- into the cabinet. Yeah. So I'm I'm planning to like it's like a hand crank on the window that I open up. <laughs> You're like really leaning across uh, Jonah's lap, as yeah. he's just sort of pressing himself backwards, trying to make space. You. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of like getting most of my torso out of the window to fire this grapple gun, and then once it's attached, I'm gonna you know suck me out of the window and uh, mm-hmm. and and forwards i'm That's aiming for the a... highest point of the truck because That's also a meat action uh roll yeah. an athletics check <laughs> oh god ten all right the grapple gun connects you go flying out pulled a little bit by more momentum than you're used to it attaches near the top of the thing but you don't stick the landing so you are holding on to the grapple and sort of, you don't really have, you're, you're holding on to the grapple gun and trying to get a grab, but your feet aren't really anywhere as you're sort of dangling on the back of this vehicle. Okay. And that's your life at the moment. Oh, God. Monarch, it's your turn. Uh, um, the music, really? Was the music <laughs> necessary? Uh, okay, well, yeah, plan is, uh, I, I okay, before I, I take my turn, though, I still want to see if I could identify that uh can i do another uh perception check to see who who that is Mm -hmm. all right please finger cross 29 okay show me be gina be gina (laughs) private security balaclava uh submachine gun in one hand the right hand the hand near you guys aiming it at you guys other hand on the handlebars all right well He's aiming at us. So you guys are going to have to take this because if you jump up on there, if if you jump on there, he's going to take a shot at you. So I don't want that to happen. Um, So let me just see what my ranges are real fast. Uh, You are 14 meters away. 14 meters away. Um... Yo, I should rocket him. <laughs> Great idea. Any any opposition? No, Not get it me. done. All right, do I'm, gonna, just, I'm gonna take out. Do it. I'm gonna take out my rocket launcher. I call it Betty, and then I'm just gonna <laughs> aim it. He's not gonna expect this at all, and I'm just gonna aim it right at the target. I don't care where I hit. I just needed to blow that motherfucker up. Is yeah. that actually what's the what's the damage range on that? Are we gonna be okay? I believe we are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless you absolutely clutch this, you'll be fine. We're moving. It's, yeah, exactly. No, it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll 100. Nothing's gonna go wrong. This is gonna be like fine. Saying this. This is gonna be like fine. Like what you're saying is, you know, Jim Fingers isn't thinking this, but Sizer definitely is. I really hope the armored truck isn't a decoy and whatever fragile stuff is being held on that motorbike. I really <laughs> hope that's not the case. Yeah, but we can't be held responsible for that kind of mix-up. Target sure. Your guy had bad information. True. That's not. That's not on me. Twelve meters. Roll a heavy weapons check. Ooh, lordy. Eleven. I'm gonna add my. 
Uh, I'm going to add three luck to it. Three? Okay. That was a good choice because that means you were aiming right at the dude, right? That means yeah. it's only going to go two squares off target instead of three <laughs> squares off target. Roll 1d8, Monarch. All right. Ah, fuck. All good. All good. My bad. <laughs> Raw smash roll one and four. One, two, three, four. Uh-oh. The explosion goes off and it hits danger close. The car shakes as the, like like and fire goes up around you. It's just out of range. The explosion ends like right here. Uh but that is close enough to catch him in the blast. If you hadn't spent that luck, you might have just blown yourself the hell up. Mm -hmm. But you didn't. Roll damage. If you, if you have it on there, roll it. Otherwise, it's 8d6. All right. Uh, okay. 8d6. 24. Okay. The explosion goes off. And the car just, you see him just go flying off to the side as the bike eats it into the desert. Nice. Minus one rocket shell. You have no idea what happened to this guy. He just goes flying into oblivion. <laughs> Blast Wonderful. it off. And you That's leave a smoking like crater behind. Also, Jerax, as he leans out the window with this rocket launcher, the back blast shoots past and blows out your rearview mirror. <laughs> your side mirror. Just Okay. Regret nothing necessary uh i i can't grapple right not on this turn correct got it okay well i'm done okay whose turn it is his name is jonah no, no. Oh. it's the drivers of the car all right so they are going to start swerving madly left and right trying to throw you off jim <laughs> yes mm, problematic yes. This will hamper their forward progress, though, right? Yes, it will slow them down. Roll a athletics check. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I add my single point of luck to that one. <laughs> okay, you go flying around. All sense of gravity is lost. You get bashed against the car. That point of luck is enough that you don't take any damage, but you are now just dangling off the side over here. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. All good. All good. Did that add an additional count? It did not. Uh, that is going to slow them down, though, and make them easier to check. It's Jonah's turn. He's sitting there with his gun. He just saw the rocket launcher go off. He's going <laughs> to lean out the window. He's going to roll down the window and lean out and just level his, his gun. And he's going to open fire. Why are you hanging on the car? <laughs> Who's he aiming oh. at? Well, he's a god. Holy shit. He's Who good. is he aiming at, actually? Aiming that at was you. a question. The truck. The tires. It wasn't quite enough for him to hit it. He almost hit that thing. He almost shot out the tires with a cold <laughs> shot. But no joy. That's crazy. I say, way to take initiative, Jonah. That's leadership material. <laughs> blam, blam, blam. Jerax, it's your turn. Okay, it's, uh, it's grapple hook time. I'm I'm busting out of this joint. Okay, roll an athletics check. Normally you wouldn't have to, but because it's a moving vehicle. Seventeen. 
Yep. Easy. You what? do a superhero landing if you want. Okay. Where, what's your target? You got uh, I'd like roll. to go for the roof, and I'd like to be kind of mm -hmm. like kind of crouch stood up almost. And I wanna I wanna pull mm -hmm. out the mono katana, turn it on, and flick it around. Okay. <laughs> zaz, 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 zaz. Nice. That's actually a really good tool for carving into this thing. Uh huh. Natalie, it's your turn. You have two passengers. <laughs> All right, let's get closer to this truck again so our boys have something to retreat to. I'm going to do a K-turn, and we're going to try ourselves a Massachusetts requisition, which is, of course, coming up in the not-quite-lane on the right side during rush mm -hmm. hour, which they allow up there for some reason. <laughs> uh, I'm going to drive up the shoulder alongside this car on the right. All right, you have one wheel on the cracked, awful asphalt, and you have one wheel, like, spinning around in the gravel. Roll and operate land vehicles check. Do it, Natalie. Natalie's gonna give herself a little psych up. <laughs> Got this, girl. <laughs> I was so embarrassed be? last turn that it drove me to new heights on this turn. I want to be right around here. So I have an optimal position to kind of shoot into their truck, but they have to pop out and around to aim at us. Okay. Well, with a 20, uh, with a, a critical hit like that, if you want to have one hand on the wheel and the other hand out the window, you're welcome. On to. a gun? Mm-hmm. Yes, and I would like to shoot into the cab of their car. Hopefully okay. in person. Roll it. Let's see. It's a big day. Oh, 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 no. We know uh, the chip's up front. We don't know where the car gate is, so I won't chuck a grenade in there. <laughs> are you serious? So Guild God. I, I, will, I will say that armored cars are designed to withstand maybe not explosives, but a fragmentation grenade is not designed to bust through armor. No, but they would like... have their windows open to shoot at us, right? Or do they have everything no, up their right windows now? are still down. Their windows are still down. So, yeah, you're right. You would like, be able to yeah. throw it in there. No, I'm sorry. Their, their windows are, like, ee, ee, rolled up. like Yeah, like their windows are up, and it's thick glass. Dog on a hot day. Okay. It is thick um, glass. Great. Then I am actually going to just try to pistol out their visible mirrors on the outside. Anything that would Ooh. enable them to have a better shot at us. Okay, that's a called shot, but roll it. All and right. Guns. Uh, guns. Calling that shot. We're gonna take out that thing. I'm gonna find handguns on my chart. It's gonna be dope. Here we go. <laughs> it was not dope. Not uh, dope, guys. You got one hand on the wheel. The other hand, you fire. It just sort of whizzes past the the side mirrors. Jim, your turn. Monarch to... is on deck. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna haul myself onto the roof. Okay, roll athletics unless you have a better idea. No. You're flailing around at like 60 miles an hour with the wind blowing through your non-hair. 11. Right, baby Jesus, why did you decide to do this? <laughs> you just managed to barely pull yourself, and you have to be prone, like, flat, in order to avoid blowing off the, uh, the roof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I'm basically just clinging on for mm -hmm. dear life. All right. Monarch, it's your turn. All right, well, I'm going to go over the comms right now. Boys, what do we want? You want me to shoot those tires? Jerax, what do you need? What? <laughs> Son of a... I'm reading Ish. about mono katanas while also hanging onto this truck. What do you need? Do you want me to shoot the tires? Please don't damage the vehicle. I'm going to try and infiltrate the back of it. Oh, God. Do you want <laughs> me to shoot a rocket launcher? No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, I'm getting the rocket launcher ready. No, no, no rocket launcher. Was that a no or was that a yes? 
I think it was a yes. None, none, no, no, no. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I'm not gonna shoot a rocket. Come on, I'm not crazy. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I think um, I am going to. Uh, you know what? For once, I'm gonna let them worry about it. I'm gonna stay in the car. Okay. Get your wow. tunes going. Change the radio as Natalie's just shooting out the window. Hey, they, they, like... they haven't told me anything. They even said they need me any, need anything from me. <laughs> or, do, you know, like, do, do you need me? Do you want me yeah, to? Yeah, not that that was part of the plan at all. Ah, well, you know, maybe next turn. Yeah. All right. Well, on their turn, they're going to try to run you off the road. Well, shit. Good freaking luck. Okay. Um... Roll a opposed driving check, basically. Roll an operate land vehicles check, Natalie. They're going to try to... They have a much larger vehicle. It's, it weighs, like, tons. They're going to try to run you off. That's cool. We're going to hit him with the text <laughs> campaign convoy. Let's do it. <laughs> Where's drive uh, land vehicle? There we go. Uh, no! I spent all my luck. Do worse. Do worse, Joseph. Uh, I did worse. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. Success right. is relative. <laughs> Everybody's flying around on top. Uh, Jerex has one cyber arm just locked in, and Jim is clinging on top of it for dear life so you aren't thrown from the vehicle. You manage to pull back and then get right back into position as they unsuccessfully go for the evade. Jonah's just going to keep shooting at the tires. Boy, keep it up, Jonah. He's close. Wow, Jonah? He's real close with these shots, Getting but closer no joy. And closer. Jerax, it's your turn. Okay, how feasible is it for me to cut a hole into the roof of this with the monokatana and jump in the hole? You will have to roll damage and see how much damage you do. So it's not gonna be a it may not be a one round thing, but remember you get two attacks with the monokatana. Let's is so it four D6? Automatically hit. Yeah, it's four D six. I'm I'm gonna do that then. I'm, okay. I'm trying to trying to get in this so I'm not being. Are you trying to enter around. in the back or the roof? The the back. The cargo. Oh, so you're like cargo. hanging on yeah. to the back of the or I'm truck. like on top of the cargo at the moment. And I'm like He's trying, trying to, to cut, cut a, hole a hole in the roof in the roof on the back of the car. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like in I the see, cargo. Oh, okay. My game plan is when I get in there, I'm then just gonna line up where I think the driver is and just you know, just insert the monogatana. <laughs> wow. And, and, uh, yeah. So okay. I'm going to roll for damage. Mm -hmm. This is number one. All right. That's a lot the of damage. armor on this thing is extra thick, but you Ooh. are cutting through it. And this is damage number two. Right, you have the starting of a hole. It's like in, I go back to episode one where he's trying to cut through the blast doors and it's happening, but it's taking a little while. <laughs> As you cut through, it's fog starts to emit from the inside of the container. Uh-oh. Like steam or fog or something starts to billow out through the hole that you've just cut. Is it cold? Yeah, it's cold. Mm. This is problematic. Uh, I'm gonna stop cutting. Okay. 
Roll a basic tech check. The fuck am I just cut into? Ugh. You have no idea what just happened. You get a face full of steam or fog or something. It well, doesn't hurt. It just sort of blocks your vision. I would derive from that that whatever the, is it being transferred is... It needs to be kept in cool temperatures, right? Like, this is some sort of coolant that's leaking. Uh, you you botched your roll, so I'm not going to tell you crap, except that you've got yeah. fog in your face. I'm, I'm assuming it's like, I'm just going to start damaging the... Mm, shit. And, and meanwhile, Jim is still eating kibbles. <laughs> I, you see, if we had more information yeah. on what this cargo was, then maybe it's a person. <gasps> Fuck it, dude. Natalie, what going. would you like? Um, yeah, go on, go on, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Natalie, it's your Nat turn. Natalie looks over at Jerax and goes like this. Get him in the head. <laughs> and then points to the cab. Uh, and then I'm going to take a few more pew pew shots at the cab and just try and stay alongside the car. All right, roll it. All right, do you need me to roll both driving and handgun? Nah, you're good to just, as long as you're not trying to do anything fancy aside from keep pace, you're good for the time being. They botched their rolls, so they gave you a little more real estate on accident. Yeah. And you're, you're nah. shooting for a weak spot, so that's a miss. Yeah. All right, Jim, you're on top, and he's got his mono katana that, like, it's turned, it's powered on. It's he's starting to cut a hole. There's fog mm. or steam or something coming out of it. What would you like to do? Um, would I be able to do a, a, a basic tech check here as well to try and mm -hmm. see what's going on with the? Uh... Sure. Oh, oh. this is a refrigerated truck. It's just mm. temperature differential between the interior and the exterior. It's not dangerous coolant leaking or anything like that. Right. Whatever is inside this is ostensibly perishable. Right. Um, would I know with this roll mm -hmm. whether um, a leak like this is going to... Hmm. I mean, I what could. am I... Yeah, but like, how the hell would I even know that if I don't know what the contents are? Like, how? what am I even trying to deduce here? I guess the question that I'm asking is, mm -hmm. is it actually going to, if we cut a hole in the top, is it going to make a significant difference to the temperature inside this truck? With the knowledge that I would have, like if you had a big hole in the top, would it completely fuck it up? After a while, yeah. Like after probably a few minutes, mm. there would start to be a serious temperature differential, but you'd have a few minutes at least. Yeah, but then how would we plug the hole again, you know? Just car, like you just got some top, you know? Yeah. It really depends on... So the temperature, it's cold, but it's not like, you know, zero degrees Kelvin. It's right, just right, a refrigerated right. truck. So yeah, it depends on how sensitive the cargo is, how long it would be able to sustain a, a change in temperature. Like, even if you can't fully insulate it, covering the hole would at least slow the rate of decay. Okay. I, I'm going to shout over to Jerax then, because Jerax has a look of befuddlement on his face at this point about what the fog is. It's just actually a, a mm -hmm. eleven rolling moron. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna shout over to him. It's just refrigerated. It's yeah, not that I, cold. Don't worry. I, I I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm gonna. Why did you grapple onto the car? I'm here to help. You're. you're uh, what? Okay. All right. And what I'm gonna do is. 
Because I know the <laughs> this is gonna seem I'm really. Gonna go, I'm gonna run to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom so bad. <laughs> All right, because go ahead, I dude. know because I know that the cargo is fragile. If he cuts a circle in the roof and it falls on the cargo, that's very heavy armor plating that would be falling on whatever is below. Mm -hmm. So what I'm gonna do is while he's halfway through the cutting, I'm gonna fire my grapple gun into the segment of armor plating that he's trying to cut out, so that I can keep a rope on it essentially okay so i like that yeah. that makes sense so, yeah. so that i can mm. kind of like hold it up once he gets the the mm -hmm. hole fully cut it doesn't damage anything inside okay so you're gripping onto the roof of this thing and using your grapple gun to just try to keep yourself up and running yeah i like that preserve goods okay well they still have bulletproof glass protecting them i'm gonna go ahead and let the drivers take their turn they're gonna try to again ram your vehicle off the road Ow. <laughs> roll an opposed land vehicles check <laughs> yeah wow. no that did not work jerax and jim roll athletics checks oh jesus or evasion whichever's better oh <laughs> i'll keep that wow <laughs> nice okay actually yeah i'll keep the athletics as well <laughs> They go spinning out. They spin themselves out, lose control of the vehicle, and you careen past me in them. cutting the circle. <laughs> <laughs> if they crit failed, I would have allowed that. Uh, Monarch, they just tried to run you guys off the road and messed up and got themselves turned around. What would you like to do? What the hell? I, how, wait, oh, they, they, they already went, or? You can have your shot because you stepped away for a moment. You can take a shot if you want, like, at their original. Uh, no, I was, bladder. I was, I know, man, it's the old, old man. I, I was, I'm, I'm going to grapple. I was going to grapple on, on the vehicle. Yeah, that's and fine. And join what him part, up there. What part? You wanted to grapple onto the top of it? Yeah, yeah, just get to the top of it, like, really badass-like, you know? Like, I, I'm, oh, I'm essentially we'll because I'm, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not like a basic, basic, like, uh, like, gym, but. I don't know um, about that. Roll an athletics okay. check. 13. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Tight. You're on top. I mean, Jarex is up there with his lab coat billowing in the wind, one hand on a mono katana, cybering, you know, through the thing. Cybering? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's a slightly different tactic. Would have also I would have also allowed that. Um, all right. <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> all right. Well, I they... put on my wizard robe. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's Jonah's turn. There's a lot of friendlies on board, so he's just gonna go ahead and hold his fire right now. He doesn't want to cause any more trouble at the moment until you get into position. Jarex, are you gonna keep cutting through? You might be able to get through. Oh yeah, get absolutely. Good rolls here. I'm trying to come right. serious. Roll, okay. roll two attacks. Or not the attack, but the damage. Okay. And give me one more. Nice. Wow. You cut a hole in and Jim Fingers sort of pries it and it just rests on top of the vehicle. It's a heavy piece. It's a mm -hmm. heavy piece. Fortunately, after the thing spins out a little bit, it slows down so the, there's less momentum. But you now have a nice hole that you can use to jump down if you want. Oh, yeah, I'm jumping in. Okay. As you drop in, you land on something that crinkles and it 
it's fairly hard, but it does sort of give way under your feet as you step on it. No oh, fuck. <laughs> what, what, can, what is it? Can I roll a perception check to see what the hell I'm stepping on here? Is it going to be human kidneys? Roll perception. How many kidneys have yes, I just squashed? 19. <laughs> you do a brief analysis. There are motionless shapes all over the interior of the armored truck. Motionless carefully shape. wrapped in paper with a sort of thin, waxy outer layer. You have just landed on over a ton of authentic Parmesan cheese. <laughs> no way. <laughs> It's a cheese heist. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're we're stealing cheese. Okay. We're murdering people for cheese. Oh my god. Okay. I blew someone up for Parmesan cheese. Yeah. Oh, there is no okay. cause more worthy. You save that cheese. Jesus I love Christ. cheese. Don't get me wrong. And they've got a tracking chip for Jesus this. Christ. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna go to the restroom. Let's all dwell on this. <laughs> that's incredible it's your turn <laughs> oh, oh man i can't wait for natalie to find that out um natalie's gonna call uh pull what we call a uh, west virginia u-turn which is of course when oh, you realize okay, you're about no. to head into west virginia and you, you turn the hell around <laughs> uh, have you driven <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna just kind of bring the vehicle background me and jonah uh up next mm. to the car uh on this back corner where Derek's is. Okay. Or where Jim is, sorry. My bad. No, you're good. You're good. Sorry, let me stop messing with everything. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Close enough. Uh, and do you want to take a shot at anything, or are you good? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll take a shot towards the cab. <laughs> None of our teammates are up there, so. Here we go with a handgun. Boop. Are you just shooting at the. Ooh. I'm trying to shoot the driver, but I, I feel okay. like I'm too late to say that. <laughs> well, no, that you said at the cab. That's fine. Roll damage. The driver is behind bulletproof glass. Mm. All right, you fracture so the glass, but it's still holding up. A few more shots like that, and you'll drop it. Just give that's up. So unfortunate, Jim. It's your turn. Also, Jarex has not reported his findings to anyone yet. Um, I. Um, I need to get inside this vehicle because my athletic I am I'm not an athletic human being. I can't stay on the roof. You wanna um, drop in? So I'm yeah, I'm gonna slowly lower myself in though, because I still believe it's there's something incredibly fragile inside. That was it the impression that I was given. Yeah, it kind of is, but I mean I don't give that much of a shit about cheese. So, hold, so hold, uh, time out. Time out. Alright. Remember, everybody in this world eats kibble mm. and prepack food grown from kelp in the sea that is designed to try to emulate normal flavors oh yeah it's there incredibly are... expensive yes all right perfect that's all but but i'm i'm saying if i stand in a block of cheese people are still going to eat it it's <laughs> not it's not like the kind of thing that would be broken beyond repair yeah, okay, i think people would lick fair. the cheese off my toes if i accidentally stepped in it <laughs> <laughs> um, all right you are now so, yeah I, i'm lowering my i'm lowering myself in carefully mm -hmm. uh and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and pull the grapple gun mm -hmm. down so that the the um, 
the piece of armored roof slots back into the hole. That's my aim. Or at least partially obscures it. Okay. Um, unfortunately, I can't think of another skill aside from athletics that would apply to doing this carefully. Okay. This is a thin line between partially slotted over and dropping it on top of yourself. Yeah, I'm just trying to partially obscure the hole. Okay. Roll an easier athletics check. There's still room for failure. There's always room for failure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's you're not trying to pull it exactly. If you were going for a one-to-one -one match, then I dropped on your head. But you just sort of move it over a couple of inches and then realize that the angle is not ideal. Um, yeah. You are now cheese whispers in the mist. Is there anything else you'd like to do? <laughs> um, I'd like to take a look around the room and uh, see if it connects to the cabin anyway. Is there a door? Is there a window? Some grating? Nope. Whatever. Nope. It's completely sealed. Mm. Huh. I'm, uh, can I tap on the wall towards the cab and see oh, yeah. if we're looking like hollow, how armored it is, what it's made of, that kind of stuff. I'm trying it's to armored. detect. It's armored. The, the design of a car like this, it assumes that the first point of attack is the cab. So you got to protect it from the cab as well. Mm. Uh, I would convey that to Monica and the rest of the group over comms and plus the cargo. Okay. Monarch. You are on the roof. You're looking like a badass. You've just been informed, one, that the cab and the cargo area are armored from each other, and two, this truck is full of cheese. Well, for one, I'm in absolute disbelief that we're doing all this over some damn cheese. Because uh, I've never had it personally, but, you know, just seems kind of ridiculous. Uh, I blew up a man, is what I yell over the con. <laughs> for some cheese. Uh so let me understand this. Mm -hmm. Is there so the you said that the uh, the vehicle, the the cab and the cargo are separate from one another, mm -hmm. and there's thick armor between the cab and the cargo. Is it possible to separate the cab from the cargo? Uh, if you had a really big chainsaw, it's all part of the same vehicle, right? It's an armored truck like you'd see outside of a bank. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Cool. Um. Uh, my options are a little limited here. Uh, I don't have a breaking and entering kit. Can can I can oh? I I, I want to see if I can break in to the to the armor vehicle. Mm -hmm. and just kind of pull the driver out. Yeah, it's designed to lock from the inside. It's designed to resist this exact sort of hijacking. Uh, but the driver's side bulletproof glass has been damaged once already so can i can i get on the driver's side then mm -hmm. in front because i'm assuming it, the, the 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 truck has like a a lip mm -hmm. you know uh or like a trunk that i can i can like get onto. yeah you can stand uh, on the hood basically and i essentially just want to load on this on this glass <laughs> and with uh with auto fire uh okay i'm gonna have you roll an auto fire check but it's gonna be pretty easy because you're literally just shooting at this thing at point blank range yeah all right auto fire 18 roll 2d6 times four nice 2d6 
then that's yeah. plus four. <laughs> four. 44. Plus, oh, plus four. four. You said times four. Okay. No, I was no, say, no, no. Like, four. I, I said times say, four. This no. Gone. no, 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 Alex. I said plus four because of your detect weakness thing. And then times oh. four. Oh, no. So this thing's done. Yeah. <gasps> The just there's a spew like the the thing shatters and the driver in the seat just <laughs> my life for cheese. So I'm assuming the driver's dead. Yep. Yep. Waxed. Ah, uh, well, job done. I mean, not quite job done. There's a second one in there. Well, I'm not in a position to reveal my. Uh, I, I'm gonna. Can I just. Can I mount on top of the vehicle? Or. Yeah. Like you're standing on top of the cargo thing. You just blew the windshield completely open. Riddled this guy with bullets. You're standing over there saying a cool one liner is a free action. Yeah. Man. Uh, should have said. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> should have. Hope his last name wasn't Swiss, because I have a lot of holes in him. <laughs> that's that's the best about? we could come up with. It. Oh. I was on the spot. The guy looks okay. up at you and goes, "What the fuck?" <laughs> cheese to meet you. Actually, I'll say cheese to meet you. That actually works out really. I'm gonna say it real badass. Cheese to meet you. What the and, and then and then the other guy looks. Looks at me in disbelief. I'm gonna right. enable him, lion fire. <laughs> oh, that, that was it, man. Yeah, all so good. <gasps> Auto fire goes in two directions, my friend. The passenger. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was on top of the vehicle, though. I, I moved on top the of the vehicle. Point, you know? Mm. Yeah, I, I said after I did that, I was gonna get, I was gonna mount on top of the vehicle again. Oh, okay. But... All right. Well, that's good because otherwise you'd be fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was I, like, because I said I after I did that, then mm. I then I would get on top of the vehicle. Check the vault. And... Check the vault. I did say that. Check the vault. Check the vault. This could well, be our. Good. This At could be our I'm... way to get Monarch out of the show. All right, here's what I'm gonna do. Because you moved back on the vehicle, he can't unload on you from the cab. So he is gonna hang out of the cab and take a shot at you with his hand, with his pistol, and mm -hmm. then duck back into the cab. Okay. Oh, Still damn, a hit. pretty good. Still a hit. 15. Oh. All right, what's your armor? Thir uh, 11? I have a, yeah, I, yeah, armor. Mm. Yeah, it, it should be 11. I don't know why I ticked it down. I also think I messed up my luck, too, because I'm pretty sure I had five luck. But here it says I have three. Mm, you might have erased your luck on accident. We'll have to take a look at it at some point. Uh, I recorded this down the line. Anyways, you take four points of damage. Your armor is ablated by one point, and this man is about to give his life in the name of cheese. Okay. Uh, Jonah's turn. He isn't really in a good position to fire. He's going to wait. Jarax, it's your turn. You have a mono katana. You are standing amidst the cheese. What do you want to do? Do I know that he's just killed the driver? You just heard the bullets go off in the driver's seat. A lot of them. Some of them impacted yeah, like the you driver's see little seat. Dents. Yeah, the driver's seat. I'm going to kind of 
aim towards the passenger seat mm -hmm. where I think the passenger would be sitting. And uh, I'm just going to shove it into that area. Okay. Roll a melee weapons attack. Come on, Jerax. Do it, baby. Uh, I'll All use right. my two luck. Okay. Roll damage on the mono katana. A lot of All right, with your with your first stab, you cut through the the wall. Roll a second okay. attack. Uh, melee weapons attack again. Mhm. Mm or can I just use the same hole? You have to roll. You have to roll another one. Now this guy knows okay. he's getting stabbed. You need to beat a fourteen. Uh, yo, does that beat work? You have to beat a fourteen. Ah. Uh. <laughs> he just narrowly gets out of the way. Is this? Oh. Mm. Natalie, it's your turn. What do you do? Well, uh, Natalie, uh, I don't think knows that it's cheese yet. Um. I told her on the comms. Oh, you I told did? Everyone. Yeah, oh. he just came in over the comms. It's cheese. All right, boys, it's time for a Wisconsin payload redirect. Let's move this cheese. Move, move. Uh, are we? Do we still have the the thing copied? The tracker? No, that never happened. <laughs> Did not actually happen. He never did it. Since the car stopped, we might have to worry about people coming into this location. Do you want to clone the tracker and have me drive with it? Or do we want to move this cheese out of here? Is there a point? I say over the comms. <laughs> Does anything have purpose anymore? Yeah, we still need to... We 100% need to disable this tracker. How otherwise it's going to follow us cheese. back. I, listen, that's a payload inside of there. What, if it was Cybertech gear, would that make you feel better? You can't eat that. You just put it in your brain. Listen, robot boy, that cheese is going to make a lot of people very happy. Or at least Why one person extremely, American? extremely happy. <laughs> He's, He's got a point, though. Cheese is in our American lifeblood. We need that cheese, and we need that cheese to get where it's going. To my plate. Would, I, Let's would go. I be able to... Okay, it's not my turn, but like, assuming that the track, I just left the chip in the car, would I be able to perform the transfer now? As like an um, intermediary? Are you within six feet of, six meters of both? Yeah, you could do that. You could be in it on you your You could train. also just disable it. Mm -hmm. No, because then they would come to the last place it was turned off. Yeah, but we're still hours away from any backup that would be there. Like if they sent backup as soon as possible, it would still take them well, like while an you hour. figure this out, Natalie, what are you doing? Um, I mean, I was hoping to get a copy of the chip and then I was gonna drive it out into the desert and then pitch it and then meet you guys back at the apartment. You're going to have to at least wait until Jerax's turn before you can execute on that. So in the meantime, what would you like to do? Uh I am going to just kind of rev the engine. I'm just sitting in the car. Okay. Jonas Jonas says, Drive me closer. I want to hit them with my sword. <laughs> Jonah says this? No, he says, uh, ma'am, get me a slingshot. I think we have one oh. more contact in there. Sure thing, buddy. Boom. All right. You drive up, the uh, glass is just open, and there's blood spewed everywhere because somebody unloaded an assault rifle on it. I regret nothing. <laughs> it's Jim's turn. What do you do, Jim? Jim is... So, huh. we need to disable the tracker, but that's Jarex's job. There's still a person alive in the front cab, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
Uh, is Je has Jerax carved a hole to the front of the cab, or was he just trying to literally quit? You could shoot through, but it would be a difficult shot, is the mm. thing right now. So And the car's at a complete stop. Yeah, basically, it's come to a stop. Um, I am... I'm going to try and clamber back out onto the roof then. I mean, okay. the, the, now that I've seen that there's no way of getting through to the cab, I know that we need to drive this car away. Mm -hmm. That was what I was planning to do, was drive this car back to um, mm -hmm. to uh, Mr... What the heck was his name? Kernigan. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to climb back out onto the roof and uh, and try and deal with this guy in the front seat. Okay. If you, get, if you nail this athletics check, I'll let you make it far enough to also take the shot. If you don't, it takes your whole action to climb out. Here we go. Okay, yeah. No, you, you managed to climb Is that out. considered a nailing? <laughs> That's I, very I, much an average roll. Yeah, but I mean, you're just hauling yourself out of this thing. I was more looking okay. for not botching it. Yeah, you can take a shot. All right, sick. Uh, I will take a shot with my handgun. Is, right. What's the situation with the guy right now? Is he behind the glass? I mean, he's yeah, fucked. there's a whole... There's like this side of the glass is still intact, but fractured. There's a giant gaping hole in this side of the glass. He's popping in and out of it, trying to, to you know, lay down some fire. You can take a shot at him, basically. All right. Yeah, I, I'm just going to try and get... Uh, kind of peek around the corner and blast mm -hmm. him. Roll it. Handgun. 18. That's good. Roll damage. Heck yeah. Oh, hey, that's less damage. good. That's less good. You ablate his armor and scratch him a little bit. Kind of hard to see. There's blood. There's glass. You know, the goddamn monarch is up there with you. Mm. Speaking of the goddamn monarch, it's your turn. So, all right. Here's my question. Um, am I... Is the car stopped now? The car has come to a complete stop. Okay. So... Can I try to use an interrogation to find out where they were going to take this item? The, the, He's the, still this. firing back at you. That's sort of problem okay. So, one. so we're not going to be able to talk. No, you um, can maybe right, talk, then. but you can't ask him where he was going until you convince him. You know. Well, no, I shooting. mean, can I convince him that that he's surrounded and that there's no there's no way out for this other than for him to die? Are you gonna go about that? Well, I mean, basically that, right? I mean, I'm I'm essentially gonna yell this from the top of the car. I'm gonna mm -hmm. say, we have you surrounded, guns, swords, literally everything. Put down your weapon, and let's just talk. There's a way out of you. There's a way out of this for you. That's what I'm going to tell him. Okay. The what gun. Roll? Uh, nothing. You, you see him put, he puts his hand out like in the hole and drops the gun and just puts his hands up against the glass. So his dying weapon is, over some fucking cheese, man. So his weapon is surrendered. Yeah, he, he gives the hell up. Excellent. All right. I'm going to tell him, open the door. Mm -hmm. Open the door. You come out with your hands up. He steps out of the car. All right. I'm going to remain on top of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to say, uh, all right, here's what you're going to do. 
I want you to run that way as fast as you can. And you have 15 seconds. He hauls ass with his move speed. That's going to get him. He's he's not going to stop. He's just going to start running. Uh, with his move speed, he's going to go 30 meters away. Great. The furthest that he can get in the next five rounds. Is anybody giving chase, or is the party good to leave him alone, essentially? It's good to leave him. I don't think he's part of any major conspiracy. I think it was just a man delivering some cheese. <laughs> yeah, and he just saw his buddy get lit yeah. up. And I'd rather, I mean... I I feel bad about leaving first. him out here to die. He is going to die. You've just done it via larger amounts of steps. Yeah, well, I'm just not responsible for it. So let's get this cheese. Come on, everyone. <laughs> let's go. And there's also a motorcycle dude out there. And I need to uh, find I, this guy. I, 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 We're not going to kill I, him. I, we... <laughs> On the rare chance that he survives, he's seen us all and could place us. It was dark. It's super dark out. It was dark. You shoved your face into him. All right, he, Joe. He saw what all right, you looked Game like. Master, could he have identified each of us with how dark it was? No one's we, identifying I don't know how... me. Look, it was dark. Uh, the lights were on. You were standing above him, taking shots down towards him. I'm going to make a secret perception roll. I'm not going to... It's a secret, so I'm not going to tell you the results. I think the only, the only person that he could identify theoretically... I mean, the one that he's most likely to is Monarch, because you were fighting him person to person the most, while me and Jerax were, like, harvesting cheese. Yeah. My worry here is that this comes back to bite us, because he somehow survives in the desert. It's just always better not to leave loose ends, but I'm not going on hunting him if you're not bothered about it. Yeah, oh, actually, necessarily. Alex is one of the best snipers. You guys are all wearing the generic military getup that you got back at base, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's just facial recognition. Well, I mean, I would assume that would contain baklavas as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, there, there'd be balaclavas in there. Balaclavas. Plus, yeah. if he runs back to town and says Monarch is killing people for money, is that going to make headlines? <laughs> it's like, yeah, who point, is it? There's no way he would have identified. Good point. We yeah, were, no, you guys but even if he did. Here. <laughs> yeah, fair I, enough, Even fair if enough. he did, like, it's just a Tuesday, you know, in the life of yeah, Monarch. Yeah, so. I think it's True. fine. Uh, as much as yeah. I hate to throw you guys a bone, you did mention grabbing the military gear back at base. Uh, and yeah. Can I transfer uh, this chip? It was, it was brought to my attention. Yep. All right. Go ahead and roll an interface check. You find it automatically. You get a plus four on the interface check for the program. A 10. Uh, these difficulty values on interface checks aren't that high because you don't get to add a stat to it. So as far as you can tell, you succeeded. Hmm. Okay. I I'd say to Natalie. Okay. The, the chip is uh, it's uh, transferred over. It's been cloned over. Cool. And I've got the chip, right? Like that's mm -hmm. a physical one that isn't hidden on our car. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go dump this. And I just whip around and I'm going to drive down the road uh, the way the vehicle is headed and try and like match whatever speed they were traveling at. You pass the guy who's just running and as soon as he sees the headlights, he dives into a sagebrush somewhere. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's very traumatic, I think. 
just picking up a, a casual delivery job and you get assaulted by a very dysfunctional band of marauders to hey man, steal your parmesan. Yeah. I mean, that's why you send a guy with an assault rifle. Yeah, I mean, he, he had an assault rifle, you know? Mm -hmm. I would have been dead if I didn't say that I'd jump back on the thing because Joe was looking to kill me. <laughs> okay. I had nothing to do with it. The cheese guy was looking to kill you. Mm, I don't know about all they that. Have a, have control. Can I hop out of this place and check if they have a radio system in the front of this car? Yeah, there is a radio. Do I roll out the acting? Is anyone trying to call through it? Nope, nobody has. It's no one's transmitting at the moment, and it's not like it keeps a log of recent transmissions. You pick it up. Mm -hmm. I'll say. Uh... Uh, hey, sorry about that blip, guys. Uh, a little bit of roadkill in the way. Uh, we'll be heading back to the objective shortly. Over. Come again. I said, Roger that. That's it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a truck full of cheese. Let's get this back Assuming... to... Who are we getting this to? Pagliacci? Did we disable the tracker? Oh, yeah. Got to yeah, do that. You find the tracker. It's hidden in a pack of cigarettes in the center console. Yeah, let's get rid of that. Just crush that one. You just want to crush it. You're not going to try and hack it, clone it, be... He did. Oh, he, he did. I'm driving away with the clone. Oh, right. You yeah, just yeah. want to make sure there weren't yeah, two sorry. blips. That's all. Yeah. Yep. All right. You uh, you deliver it to the safe house. None of the people involved are particularly talkative. They take a look at it. They go through, do some way. Mr. Kernigan isn't here. He's got some associates on site. They run some quick math. You agreed to a 20% stake and he brought back the Vic. Your team's take on this haul is 5,000 eddies. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Well, considering Holy that I killed moly. the driver, I'll take 2,000 of that. Thank you very much. Well, kind of incredible. The Parmesan cheese didn't go to a bunch of Italians. <laughs> Based on you said it was quiet when we got there. Oh, hey, 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 Thanks for clearing my <laughs> That's the reason why it works. That's like me making a bunch of... Throwing out random, like... I, like I doing really oh, <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. I'm glad we got we got around that one. So there we go. I was a real monk of for a moment. The show will be coming back next week. Um, yeah, no, that's going to do it. The, the great cheese heist was successful. You've paid off your debt to Mr. Kernigan. You come away. You just stole 25,000 eddies of cheese. 
That's insane. I mean, which is is a ridiculous price around it. I felt like we did a Real very food. good job. Real food is a luxury. Think Ooh. about if we would have done that job, by the way, completely without having to do that. I could have bought myself some some cyberware and I could have gotten myself a smart a smart weapon. What do you, you know? Mean? What are you talking about? What are you complaining about? I'm just saying, think about if we didn't if we didn't do this. We're like, why did we even do this to begin with? I don't even remember what was the reasoning as, as to why we did this. Because we, we needed to do it because we got an um, ice cream truck. Whose idea was it to get an ice cream truck? I don't know, Monarch. Whose idea was it always trying to be? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Personally, I think that was a Jim Finger situation. Um, am I able to get in touch with Mr. Kernigan? Is he around at the time? I know that you said he wasn't there, but is oh, he? Uh, uh, can I late. find him if I was? It's late uh, night. He's otherwise indisposed, but he is mm. hearing good things about the outcome of this job, and he will definitely be in touch. Okay. All right. In our next Solid. game, when I've had more time to prepare that encounter. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that's great. So here's what's going to happen after this. The team, if you want, I know you're all healed up now. If you want, you can take some time. You can take like a few days. Natalie can go to work. People can heal up. You can go shopping, whatever it is that you need to do. Uh, because you don't have any more, aside from the vast nebulous conspiracy plotting your demise and who knows what else they're up to. You don't have any more hard time limits as far as I'm aware. So you have a little bit of breathing room and it'll be up to the team to decide what your next moves are going to be. Nice. Okay. That's a, yeah, it's a first for the campaign and it's a oh. problem for next week's episode of Red Sky City Cyberpunk Conspiracy. Thank you everyone for watching. Thank you to our fantastic cast of players and we will see you next Wednesday. Nice. A moment of respite. Did you bring me